And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing the hot new fresh patch straight off the BSG press. Banning trees. It's over. Rats out. Followed by some looting stuff that Giga has prepared. Um, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but also, I'm trying to make it through this. Also, uh, new Tarkov killers? Question mark? Uh-oh. Watch out. <laughs> Uh, then we're going to talk about Elitism Tarkov, Aim Punch, and why it's cringe. And finally, Tarkov SP mods are getting a little crazy. I did it. I made it through. I was literally, like, ju literally just being told by everybody about, like, echoing from your side, which, like, I can't hear. I actually should have tested that two seconds ago, but I forgot. But I think I fixed it. So sorry about the little echo on my side at the beginning. But. Yes, lots of topics today, um, various random bits and pieces. It's been relatively quiet in Tarkov world, except for this kind of update, I, I suppose. But there's a few things to, to talk about. So, but yeah, it's, this week's been, it's been good. We finally hit 42, which is nice. Boggers. Max, max level, finally. You beat the game. Well, you beat the game. Well, yeah, you beat, it depends what you You beat mean. the easy mode. Of the game. Yeah, you got All to right. you got to the end. <laughs> now it's like, oh, what do you want to do now? Like, do you want to do? Uh, like I said before, one of the other cast, like, do you want to do shooterborn? Do you want to go for level forty-five? Do you want to do lightkeeper? Do you want to get kappa? You know, I'm like still pushing along towards kappa, which is interesting. But I'm sort of doing some some things that I don't usually. I like I I change up stuff a little bit each time I play on each wipe, which is just good for me. And you know, I'm just like not a keys guy, so I've been I bought all the Concordia keys for streets. I've been like going there to the different rooms just to like check them out. It was like partly because of some other stuff with like looting that I'll talk about in, in a bit. But um, I had like my craziest raid. I think, well, I think it's like on par with the craziest raid that I've had. It's like the, the joint first craziest raid ever. And um, I managed to kill, we had, like, let's put it this way, right? We had to do peacekeeping mission. And I managed to kill no scavs whatsoever and five players. Hmm. <laughs> Which uh, was that's, pretty interesting. That's a lot. Mm. And I killed a three man in Concordia in nine seconds, with <laughs> with a, in a in a corridor in like a face to face battle with my drum magged M4. Mm. Fully finished that, and then swapped over to the um, drum magged RD that I took off the first guy and emptied that as well and killed all three of them. So it was like full on, just like guns blazing, just like absolute carnage. Um, but it was just yeah, it was, it was just mad. It was just mad. It's like full on, like spent twenty minutes doing Tetris afterwards. Like, can oh, I get yes. the Redute on as well as carry the goons <laughs> rig out at the same time, kind of thing? Because the first guy was really geared, and one of the team, one of the guys in the team of three was really geared, and the other two were sort of like you know semi. Um, and then yeah, we just had to like mule our way out, and I'd, I'd, like the biggest surprise was that after all of this, right? It was like getting towards quite the end of the raid. After all of this. The vehicle exfil was open. Wow. I was shocked, honestly. Because is... um, we, had, we had to go to Damaged House or Sewer River, and we were like, well, we could just like skirt around the back of Concordia now. Like, now you can go out the back into the back street and pass. Right. Like, you don't need to go yeah, like, yeah. by Cabahan or any of that. You can just like go right out the back all the mm -hmm. way around and then skirt around the edge of the map now towards the vehicle exfil, right? And then chat was like, oh, you, should, you may as well check that on the way. And you may as well check the courtyard one, because that's like further down next to the, you know, FCK, you know, the KFC ripoff shot 
just further down on the on the right before you get to the cinema. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. And I went to the car. It was there. It was like 40 yeah. minutes into the raid. I was like, what? This like, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of streets for me. Like People take that exfil all the time. There's like at least two quests that require you to mm-hmm. take that exfil. So I think there's actually maybe there's three because there's like a Lightkeeper one as well where you have to take that vehicle exfil. Probably not many people are on that. So the other ones are more important. But yeah, it was it was wild. So we had some had some good raids on streets. It was it was decent. It was decent. So yeah, I've been rocketing along up through the levels. It's been been good. Been good. But we did get a patch, which is partly why I wanted to do test streets. So they did do a big install. It was like four hours long. And they added the, the the first point on the list of things they added. Like so many people asking me, like, where's the patch notes? It's like, oh, because this one, I don't even know if they put it on the forum. I'm not sure, but like they definitely put it on Twitter and lots mm-hmm. of people couldn't find it. And I was just like, oh yeah, the patch notes is just in this tweet randomly. It's like underneath the installation of the technical update. I was just like, oh, okay. But um anyway, the first one was an interesting one. An experimental option, streets of Tarkov, lower texture resolution mode has been added to the graphic settings to reduce RAM consumption on Streets of Tarkov. The setting is recommended for use on PCs with less than 32 gig of RAM. So this intrigued me because the RAM issues have been certainly one of the reasons why Streets is quite bad. Now yeah. you can usually just turn down your textures. Like it's, it's ma- mostly a textures problem. And last wipe, I fixed it with MIP streaming. MIP streaming, as I've discussed at length, does not really work very well this wipe it loads in like ridiculous textures textures of a quality that i did not even know existed in tarkov and it does it even on maps like factory that have absolutely no problems with vram or anything like that so it's not really working and so this wipe i've been using medium actually which is kind of intriguing and i tested it and went on and played and it felt fine it, there was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't like crazy good or anything, but it wasn't bad. It, it felt to me, anecdotally, slightly smoother. So the FPS was maybe like five higher, maybe. But I wasn't getting it. It wasn't going as low. It wasn't dipping quite as badly in certain circumstances. Now, I was confused about what this exactly did. So I actually went to ask you know, the community manager at BSG, what does it do? Because I was like, everybody's trying to test this thing. And can you give us some pointers in the right direction? Like, this isn't secret source you know tarkov mechanics that you're reading here like it's the graphic setting like can you just tell us what this actually does and um he said without going into too many details with the current setting being turned on it applies the preset of settings that are lower than your current so in general if you have high settings it will apply medium for streets but keep high for the rest which is fair enough it doesn't mean only textures but also a mixture of some other settings as an outcome is expected to have less vram and ram usage in general that's basically what they said. So it doesn't really tell us too much, but it does seem to depend on what your texture setting is right now. I don't know what happens if you put low on and then press this button. Because <laughs> I have it on medium and I press yeah. this button. So it felt very similar to having it on low. Well, I guess it probably is quite similar to having it on low. So if you put it on low and then put, press the button, does it go to some kind of like weird, weird textures? I'm, I'm not really sure. But it felt fine. It didn't, there didn't seem to be any downside to using it particularly. And it's quite nice to be able to specify different settings for different maps because normally, you know, you'd have to like check. I don't know, actually, if you change the texture quality, do you have to restart? Yeah, you got to restart your mm. game. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think you can you do. do it in the lobby. Yeah, 
So you have to restart even if you're in your, you know, main menu or whatever. So like that, that's quite nice having that that on. What's a bit weird is that yeah, you have to restart for texture quality, but checking the box, you don't have to restart the game. A little suspect. Yeah, I don't know. So people were asking me like, do I need to restart after clicking it? And I was like, I did. I I don't know whether you need to, but like I did. I think it's probably sensible to do that. But uh, yeah, otherwise I, I'm not really sure. I I think it's. Well, I think it's okay. It feels good. I mean, it definitely is a bit better for people who are like really struggling for RAM. I mean, mine on medium, that there's just like there's way too much for my GPU. That's just it just overflows into usual, you know, usual RAM for me. Um, and I end up on like 26 or 27 gigabytes out of 32 gigs. So I don't know if it necessarily matters that much. Um, it's, it's funny, really, because yeah, when you're playing on other maps, you can see your VRAM not being completely full. Yeah. And then when you play on streets, it's like there's so there's just so much that it just has to mm-hmm. go out to unless you're playing on low and then like there's maybe a way to do it. Like with MIP, you you maybe were able to do that previously. But I think like I don't know. I think like some of that is was also just like the actual RAM usage of the game. Anyway, like BSG basically said like, oh, if you've got less than 32 gig of RAM, you might benefit. But I think like a bigger subset of people benefit than just that. I think it's more broad than that which is what i was trying to see but i'm sure time in time will come out with a video and some other people have been coming up with some videos like the people that i've seen talking about it so far saying it's reduced their ram usage by about three gig in general i mean i think it's fine like it doesn't look too it looks it looks like you've got low textures on to me when i've got it on medium which is about consistent with what they said <clears throat> and um, some people are like oh the game's like looks so terrible i'm just like do you really care not being able to read the word Wilston on the outside of the cigarettes when you're looting it? Like, I'm just like, I'm just not sure if I care that much. Like, if some people, they care, but it just doesn't bother me too much. I'd rather have the game be more playable, especially when you're trying to scope in and stuff, because it can feel so bad on streets. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I, I get the low texture thing, um, because it does... When you go from, like, meme to low, it's it's a pretty big jump in terms Mm. of quality loss. So I I can kind of understand that. Yeah. Um... But at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, frames are frames. <laughs> frames I think, win yeah. games. And that's the thing. I think, like, frames are frames. There's a, there's a limit of that, obviously. But, like, yeah, moving from 40 right. to 60 yeah. to 80, right, that range really does matter quite a lot, right? Going from 40 to 60 is huge, and 50 to 60 is huge. And then after that, it starts mattering a bit less. Um, so, yeah, if it brings people through that, like, sensitive threshold, then... And it's good. Yeah, funny, funny you mention uh, Clementine because he did come out with the video. Let's see if we can fit this in. Uh, boom here, mm. which check it out. It's a, short, it's a quick video talking about his testing and his results. And uh, oh, was this yeah. of this setting? I knew he was going to do it, but I didn't realize he'd put it out already. Yeah, uh, ah. he he, he kind of came up with a similar his. Theory or based off of his testing, it seems that it just switches the textures to low on streets, mm-hmm. and precisely as you laid out, um, you know, if you have like eight gigs on your card, this would be a benefit for you. Um, and he mainly just saw uh one like one percent and point one percent lows are better so like your stutters it's a bit it's a bit smoother um for people but mm. yeah okay. there's kind of like multiple yeah there's kind of like multiple if you got low ram 
you know, under 32, it's probably worth turning on if you can deal with the texture loss. And if you're, you know, your VRAM, your graphics card memory size is like smaller than the 8, it's also probably worth because I think you and I have the same card. You have a 3070. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We're cursed with the 8GB of VRAM. Yeah, it sucks, but what are you going to, you know, anyways. <laughs> Don't get me started on NVIDIA. Arg. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, that's uh that was one aspect of the patch. Most of the other stuff I would say is bug fixes. I mean, there's a couple of nice things here. Um, and some not so nice, like remove the ability to display weapons without critical attachments on the weapon stand. Like, come yeah. on, man. Really? So who there is- were a lot of people who were just like <laughs> They're like, oh, you were never able to do this, and I was just like, oh, yes, you were. You know, you could. If you, it was the old thing, like if you, if you control click it into the weapon stand, it'll go in without a pistol grip or whatever. If you use your mouse, it says you're not allowed. So they finally patched that, so you can't control click the stuff in there, which is, I mean, it's a stash space thing. They're like, they don't want you to have as much space. Like it just feels kind of like just, whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, just uh, I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's because they were fixing a bug, I think. Like, the, the intended design was to, right, to be right. full weapons only. So they right. were, most people didn't know that you could do it, and there was, like, only people who, you know, mess about with stuff figured out that you can actually do it just by control-clicking. Um, but the, the usual situation, because lots of people just like, you know, oh, I, hope you, I hope you're okay with the, um, you know, if, with all of these weapons just getting deleted when BSG changes the thing. I'm just like, that's not the way BSG deals with this stuff. Like, they've never dealt with it like that. Like, when the, the suppressor combo was bugged, for example, like. You just can't put it back together once you disassemble it. And it's exactly the same here. Like, I still have loads of, like, red weapons in my stash. Like, they don't get deleted. It's just if I take them out, I can't put them back in. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so they put that through. So it's like now the intended design is in. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't matter that much. But, yeah, some people are just like, come on, no, let me hang, like, any weapon up there. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, I could put, like, a lower up there if I want to. That wasn't yeah. stopping me from just putting that in there. Like, it doesn't doesn't matter except for the whole you know now you get a ton of stash space you can efficiently mount all the guns in there in one slot um so that kind of annoyed a couple of people but doesn't really matter too much uh, there was one there's one that was like actually really annoying that they have fixed and i don't know why this broke but if you had like a multi-part task to do with the traders and you handed in one item say you had uh vitamins or lend or something and the first one we got handed like lots of different stuff if as soon as you handed one thing in it duplicated all of the task items or that's the task um like all of the things you had to do so there's like two sets of them it's just like really weird so you have to like back out and go back in again to really like reset it make it go back normal again i don't know why that happens they, they fixed that with this one which is good because it was yeah it's just a pain um and then they also fixed the the bug where somebody uses a car exfil the car disappears but you turn up and the car's still like physically present but just invisible and you can pay for the car extract again <laughs> um, I think people, like, people quite liked the fact that you could use the car extract multiple times, but obviously that's not really intended, so that's that's yeah. also fixed. And then the the main one, which obviously has caused the most consternation across the community, is the inability to fix the ability to jump on trees in all locations, which is you know a, a little bit of a, a statement of hubris, I feel, but <laughs> asterisk, <laughs> yeah, all asterisk, all the ones we know about. Um, yeah. And I saw Axel doing some testing on this like just as soon as it had come out. And he was like walking around with, you know, some weapon shooting at 
the tree trunks because you could actually hear when like, where the tree trunk was because when you hit it, right, it makes a, a sound. And they've basically increased the height of the collision so that you can't jump into a lot of the classic ones. Hmm. But I believe there are still quite a few that you are allowed to jump into. How exactly that happens, I'm not really sure. Like, you would have thought they would just take... I mean, I'm not... There's no, there's no point even saying stuff like this, but I was, I was going to say, like, you might as well just take every tree model that they have and just change the, the, the collision box. Maybe it doesn't work that way, I, I don't know. But there does seem to be something you can still get into for whatever unknown reason. And, uh, but they're slowly, they're slowly phasing it out. So Stankrat patched out as lots of people were saying, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's quite funny. He actually did talk about it. it was, he said, I've got a spreadsheet of 700 rat locations actually. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're good. Only a small <laughs> fraction of trees. You can't, you can't hold a good rat down. Yeah. I love how he's become like a, an icon within the community. So I don't think I've heard of him until like couple months ago ish mm. and uh airwing was like in the stream of him i yeah. saw some of his content and i was like oh yeah this, this is this is good content yeah he's uh he's growing really really quickly actually and i kept hearing about him people kept like talking about him in chat like you go mm-hmm. down to d2 and they're just like you know watch out for stack route or you know <laughs> like people started talking about him like referentially like that and so like, mm-hmm. i went to go and check his stuff out and i was like i don't understand like what this is going to be but basically the guy's just like he's just funny he's just a funny yeah. guy he's like a uh, non-toxic version of a uh, expo camper, <laughs> kinda, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to see you know the, the rise of the Rat Patch and you know with thirteen point five and like his content and stuff. But people like seeing that stuff. It's it's entertaining, mm-hmm. and he's he's an entertaining dude. So that kind of you know it goes yeah. hand in hand, and works quite well, which is fun. Um, so Still, yeah, I think <laughs> fuck you, rats, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think that was that um, yeah I think that was basically everything from the patch I was just having a look through there's some other just like technical stuff it's like fix right. the bug that causes a decrease in hit registration accuracy it's like okay <laughs> good I guess yeah fix the animation of opening the image when a <laughs> player they... is holding a pistol hmm what if they just put that line in there as <laughs> like a placebo it was funny is i don't remember where i was watching some like something about like cs2 or like counter-strike devs or something and like you know people would complain about like networking and then they would they would say something like they you know they like fix something or whatever and then Mm. they actually didn't and then people would still complain or something it was just i can't remember the exact details there was something like that in there just hilarious. You see, there's like a lot of people complain. I still see CS2 stuff coming up on my oh. on my Twitter. There's like lots of people complaining about that and networking and like the desynchronization between the the model and like what you see, like the actual hitboxes and stuff. And there's like that. There's like one weird one that's come up on social media at the minute, which is this like Michael Jackson peak thing where somebody like <laughs> looking down. Have you seen it? Like the someone's like yeah. stepping in down the corridor and the guy like comes around like and he's like it's models at like 45 degrees or something weird. And um, apparently they, they actually changed their banner on oh, here we Twitter go. with the logo to be like CS. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got the... Yeah, this this is... <laughs> Someone took uh, the CSGO promotional... Or sorry, Counter-Strike 2 promotional material and uh, <laughs> like the video and spliced in all these glitchy-ass <laughs> buggy clips <laughs> in it. And it's so funny because you got the, the voice announcer and it's like... <laughs> We've I, done it. We've introduced lagless gameplay. You know, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. 
And if you go onto the at Counter Strike like Twitter, the CS logo now has like the leaning guy. Oh, the the so they like they changed their logo, which is pretty funny. I quite like that. You know, it's like you just gotta you gotta lean into these things. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could probably find it. It literally is just, yeah, there, there you go. You see the logo? Like the banner? Oh, I see it. I was looking at the icon. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I see it. That's hilarious, yeah. actually. It's good. It's good. I, I played a little bit of CS2 last night, actually. Oh, yeah. With some, with some mates. And it's just, it's one of those games where, like, it's, it's, it's fine. And it's good if everybody's kind of around the same skill level. But we were, like, we were playing with some guy who had, like, all the skins, was cl- has clearly been playing for the last, like, 20 oh, okay. years. <laughs> and it was like, you know, we got to like round three or something. Our team had a grand total of two kills, like between us. And we just could like we just couldn't even touch this guy. Like he knew all the angles, mm. all the spots. And it's like there's not really much point playing against. Like it's it's okay playing yeah. against people who are better, that's fine, because you like learn stuff. But when you play against somebody who's like so clearly, like so right, far above right. your skill level, it just ends up being a bit um you're just like, what's you know, what's the point? We ended up like switching over to Battlebit playing that instead, which was good fun. Battlebit's cool. Um, cool, yeah, so I think that was the patch. There wasn't anything else news-related, particularly this week, as far as I can remember. Um, so where should we go next, then? Do you want to go, like, yeah, what, what, what topic? Because we've got, like, a few different places we could go from here. Um, it don't matter to me. Because you could talk, like, we should do the elitism in Tarkov thing, because you wanted to talk about that last time, and then we didn't get around to it. All right, I'll try my best. Um, <laughs> for context, <laughs> I have not slept yet, <laughs> and it's five a.m. six. Sorry, six forty-three a.m. And I got an appointment in a couple of hours after the scout talk, so it's gonna be amazing. Um, anywho, yeah, lead them tar- Tarkov. So this is kind of uh, this came about from watching a couple of videos around. Uh, <laughs> Act Man, and um, he's like a YouTuber, and he's covered like he's like a big Dark Souls guy. Apparently, I wasn't really aware. Um, and he's covered a couple videos. There's like a whole debacle with him and another creator getting into it, and then this other creator like tried to like. Copyright claim him because this know, is like the quantum like, TV yes, thing, right? It's, I mean, it's a rabbit hole if you want to get down into it. I mean, the short, the short end of the stick is quantum TV is uh, a prick and um, <laughs> abused the system. And uh, at one point, Axeman was like really low because YouTube sided with quantum and then a bunch of the YouTube. Uh, figureheads, people like Philip DeFranco, Ethan Klein from H3, like a lot of the big YouTube OGs like gathered around and was like, yo, YouTube, what the fuck? (laughs) So YouTube reverted it and did the right thing eventually. But anyways, the point of that was there was, I think I was watching an Asmongold react video (laughs) on like a huge Asmongold react binge right Mm now. Um, so yeah, I think he was reacting to some video around, you know, Dark Souls. It might have been the Actman video. I don't know, but yeah, uh, they were talking about how like 
in Tark or sorry, in the Dark Souls, there's like this terminology that's used quite often, which is get good, right? <laughs> and one of the things about this is so like there's like it's it's all right, so let me talk a little about Dark Souls. Dark Souls is like doesn't have an uh difficulty setting, right? You just play the game and that's it. Okay. The the difficulty slider is like, do you want to use co-op? You know, do you want to summon NPCs to help you fight the boss? You know? Do you want to like change your build to, you know, beat the boss type mm. of things, you know? Um do you want to use magic? <laughs> there's kind of, that's what people would say, you know, which I mean there's there's kind of some truth to it, I think, like the co-op and the summon NPCs, but what we whatever. Like people would say the game's not really hard and like it I don't know if I would agree with that. I mean, it's the game's meant to challenge you. And it's it's a relatively simple game in that it's like it's just the the crux of it is you just gotta learn the attack patterns and know mm. when to attack and when to dodge, essentially. Um it's really just like a a reflexive muscle memory uh rhythm game, essentially, mm. you know. But um yeah, there's just like this really sense of like, you know, oh you you're having a hard time with the game, get good, right? And it's like it's so toxic to a point where you can't even like actually provide any like legit criticism. Yeah. Right? And um because I, I think one of the things he was talking about was Asmund goes talking about Liza P, or maybe it was like another thing he was reacting to. I don't even know at this point. But in Liza P, they had this mechanic where you could block, and if you timed the block just right as soon as the attack would land, you would like take no damage and it would like do stagger damage to them and then anyways um but what what was weird is like which i never really uh occurred to me when i played it because you know i talked about liza p last week it's like a dark souls clone (laughs) essentially um was like you would do the perfect block but it would like knock you back so far back that then once you ran up back to the boss to attack him they would already be attacking you, and so you would take damage, and your attack wouldn't land. So it felt really bad, and you know, once he once he laid it out like that, I was like, oh, you know what? Like I do remember that happening, and that makes sense. You know, like like he's like he's right. It feels really bad, and uh, and it's like clearly like you know the intention was for you to get these perfect blocks because. Notably on these ones where it knocks you really far back, it's like this, it's called like a faint attack where essentially the boss, the the enemy glows red and like you either have to land a perfect block or you have to dodge. And the dodging is not very good and you can't just hold block and, and, you know, defend that way. Like you have to land the perfect block. So you do that and then you get, like if you fail, you get punished. If you do that, kind of still get punished because you get knocked mm. so far back that it's like well like you're, you might as well dodge and try to get, like dodge close to them and, and try to get an attack, attack again which yeah. doesn't seem seems counterproductive to the design that they were going for right that's like mm. the criticism and then you know people say oh skill is she just get good right 
So, and so all of this brought about because there's like you know yeah I mean the the Dark Souls community is just like super toxic for that, and the downside of that is, as I said, legit criticism gets in the way, and then you have sort of like it, you're like shunning new people to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean. I mean, for me at least, I games that I like, I want other people to play. You know, <laughs> if they don't yeah. like it, that's fine. I can see the parallels with EFT. Yes, <laughs> you can see <laughs> the parallels. And the thing that really caught my, you know, really perked me up was this whole idea of like how it gets in the way of genuine criticism, and mm. I see that a lot, a lot, a lot. Um. Like notably, probably the person that I've seen it the happen the most to is like Veritas. Where like he'll have like a in my opinion, a genuine criticism about something. And then people will be like, Well, that's the game. Skill issue, get good. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, okay, on one hand, all right, to play a little devil's advocate. Let's take uh let's take the audio, for example. All right. It's broken, right? BSG knows it's broken. They're working on fixing it, right? And we can criticize it. It's shit. But at the same time, it's like, if you want to win, you have to, like, use the broken stuff to your advantage. Even though it's a Mm. shitty experience, it's like, that's how you do it, to win. Yeah. But it still doesn't make the criticism invalid. You know what I mean? Like, it's still shit. Exactly. But the problem comes up when people, for whatever reason, just say, you know, that's the game. It's not shit. You're shit. (laughs) It's like, uh, I don't know. So it's, it was just an interesting thing that came up that like really, you know, I was like, oh my God, I can see so many parallels. And I feel like I see it so much from the community. And, and, and I don't, I don't know what the, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, we're we're playing a hardcore game that makes us super gamers. You know, we've transcended. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of an interesting thing that came up, and yeah, the one that the one that make like that makes me think of the most is certainly the rogues, like because I've been playing quite a bit of Lighthouse recently, and I've not played that much against the rogues just because it's that thing of. Like, oh, well, the rogues are easy. You just have to do, you know, X, Y, Z, cheese run to, you know, abuse all their mechanics and then kill them all. And then then there you go. And it's like, I, I don't want to do that, though, because it's just really boring and I hate it and it sucks. Like, I could go and do the thing mm-hmm. and get good and do the run. Like, that's not the <laughs> yeah. issue. The issue is You're that right. the mechanics, like, bad. Right? Yeah. It's, it's exactly that. Like, and you see that a lot with, the rogue thing in particular, because people say like the rogue camp's impossible and the AI is impossible. And people are like, no, bro, it's not impossible. You just have to do yes, this leave because you can follow this good, for YouTube video. Right. Exactly that. And like, yeah, there's a ton of people who are saying like that about, you know, finding all these various items and things like, oh, you just need to go, just, just go to the rogue camp and like just cheese the rogues. Right. Like, I just don't want to. I actually just don't want to go in there. I just don't care for it as, as PMC. It just feels bad. I never have a good experience. Even if I like win, it doesn't feel like a good experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. It's, some people enjoy doing that kind of like rote loop and uh, how it gets interrupted by other players and stuff, but just I'm not I'm not so keen, honestly. I'm not so keen. 
I had a really hilarious raid as a scav where I just like wandered into the road camp. I got shot at by this guy. This guy like literally like stood up, tried to shoot me, really hurt me, and then just got instantly beamed by <laughs> the rogues off the off the roof. I was like so broken and so hurt. I was like limped up. I didn't actually realize he died. I like limped up the side of the mountain, and then I was like, oh. I actually shot his corpse. I was like, oh, he's, he's dead already. Oh, that's weird. I went over to him and I was like, oh, he just got, you know, heavy MG'd off the roof of like building two or something. Because <laughs> he, he dared so much to show like six inches of his forehead trying to kill me, player scav, you know, 365 running in through the, over the, the bridge. That's, um, uh, so I was just like, oh, you know, I, I could, at least it worked out in my favor. But um, no, it's, it's, it's definitely true. Like it's, and it's a bit of both, as you say. Part of it is, well, I guess it's like, yeah, there's two separate things, isn't there? There's like getting good at the game and then criticizing the design. And you could do both, right? You could say the audio is broken and utilize the broken audio to your advantage. Like those two yeah. things, those two things aren't like, it's not like hypocrisy because you can't like do anything about it. You know what I mean? It's uh, you, you, if you have to use the system, you have to use the system. Like, obviously, you could just mm -hmm. not play the game. But if you want to play the game, you have to use the system. It's like if you, 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 can, you can say, like, crouch walking should be loud for whatever. You, know, you could say that. But then <laughs> yeah, you could say be that. <laughs> like, but then be crouch walking through the map. And people are like, oh, but I thought you, you, know, I thought you don't like crouch walking. So it's real. So, well, you know, it's in the game, so I'm going to do it. Right, right. But I don't think it should be there. I think it's kind of like what we talked about last week, actually, about, you know, here's the set of hurdles, but there's a path just to walk around the outside. And it's like the valid criticism would be that the path shouldn't exist, but everyone's going to use it if you're actually in a race. You know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's the same, same kind exactly. of thing. So, that's, a good, yeah. that's a good analogy. Mm. Like I used to have, um, this actually applies to like lots of other stuff. There's, it reminds me of that, that meme. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't think of like exactly how it goes off the top of my head. But, you know, somebody saying like, you know, society's so unfair. And then the guy pops just like, yet you participate in society here. How, uh, <laughs> how intriguing. And it's like, it's, it's exactly that thing. Like, you know, if you don't have any choice, right. you're, still able, you're still allowed to criticize the yeah. thing even if you do the thing like it's not actually hypocritical um yeah. even though i like in back in the day i actually did used to have the converse opinion and changed my mind as time went on but um yeah that's uh no i do i do think it's definitely a thing but i don't know whether the talk of community's got better or worse at that as time's gone on i'm not really sure i feel like it got really bad at one point and now i feel like maybe it's not as bad i think a lot of people just Maybe people just care a little bit less these days as well, which is probably healthy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think like after the, the great rise of Tarkov, right, and like all the huge influx of people, there were a lot of like, there were a lot of like super, super try-hard sweats at that point when everybody was still, you know, 12, 11, you know, full on like honeymoon, like Tarkov phase, like everyone loving it, whatever. But now there's a lot more people who just like jaded and stuff. And so I think people care a lot less about, like, and especially the people at the top care a lot less about try hard in quite as much and so that sort of filters down a bit in some ways so i think maybe it's a bit better now than it was but well see i maybe this is just my own biases but i i don't really find it comes from like the try hard community as much as it comes from like the realism community mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like you critique uh let's say recoil but i mean i guess it's not a good example but you know what aim punch, whatever, you know, weights yeah. or inertia. It's like, oh, but that's, you tried doing that in your life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, 
<laughs> what even happened with this trees change actually people's just like oh but you could legitimately sit in a tree in real life so like you know this change is like anti-realism like bsg what are you doing and i was like i can't believe that like this is a seat like this is your serious take on the change yeah it's like i i just i don't know if that's like a i i don't know it just feels like an illegitimate like an uh a whataboutism or something like you know what i mean it's something it's something i don't yeah something like that i don't, I don't know it just yeah exactly like well you you couldn't do that in real life. oh you tried doing this in real life try doing that it's just like and as people always say right the retort to that it's just like yeah you try stitching your own limb on after like 12 right, seconds and then right. walking around completely fine you know it's a video game like shush quiet mm-hmm. <laughs> let people enjoy things um yeah indeed yes so you you mentioned uh unless there's anything else that you have on that topic no no you good you mentioned the aim punch which is an interesting one. Um, it kind of like it was. It was kind of in vogue. Maybe I think we're going to see some more stuff about it. Actually, mm. I don't know because it's sort of got a bit quiet. Like people were talking about it for a bit. But I think like some of the other finding raid stuff kind of got in the way a little. Um, just as like a side tangent, actually, I was quite pleased with the the reception of the video that I did. Uh, the full one. Oh, like, we yeah. talked about it and like thrashed a lot of it out here, and then ended up releasing it. And did super well and um you know even had like you know tigs did a like react video to oh, the video cool. and stuff which was quite cool so like that's like worth a watch at least to like see his opinion um it's one of those things like it's always tricky because like the way that i like slowly like layer oh up my god stuff yeah up, sorry yeah. 80 <laughs> sorry 83 kvs it did really well giga yeah what the fuck? <laughs> it's done super good it's done super good i think it was like the right timing plus like you know i've spent a lot of time working on it and um I think with the background of doing the last one as well, that really helped because yeah, I had like sure. a full background of like finding raid, like built this framework, like thought through like all the pros and cons of like every different part and whatever. It's like, it's super nuanced and you need to bring all these topics together if you want to do something good. So I think people were like keen to see what I had to say about it. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it was, it was, um, it was received really well by, by people, which is, which is cool. And, uh, you know, the TIGs, react is also pretty good it's like it's, it's because of the way that it's like built up and layered it's like kind of unfortunate in some ways because like i'll like say something and then like he'll have his opinion on like whatever it is but like i'm right. just about to i'm just about to come on to the bit that he's like you know oh but then people <laughs> always say this and then da 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 and it's like oh, i'm just about to say that dude like it's like it's just like really unfortunate the way the react stuff works sometimes especially with the format of the video but either which way like he basically gets to the end and he was just like actually i agree with like most of the, most of the takes in here which is like i was like hey great you know it's like we want something that a lot of people you know think it's good like i think it's a yeah. combination of like fixing a bit of everything and like sort of changed my mind a little bit from the previous video um especially about hatch things you know we spoke a lot about like the secure container and whether you can allow things in the secure container and i i just decided in the end like because the reason why i wanted to leave the secure container like free was to sort of help out new people and like help promote pvp and stuff but i just decided that like having you know one gpu in your secure container like in some raids it just doesn't justify enough like pvp centric stuff that you may as well just like lock it to fix hatch things like if you need to fix hatch things some way locking the container is just a better way i think i just decided that that was that was that so i kind of changed my mind on that but most of the other stuff yeah. stayed the same um you know having like bought bought from traders as a flag and like all of that kind of thing i think yeah. that's kind of similar but um the stuff that i didn't talk about like jesse actually did a video that was sort of tangentially related to mine and it's different. Uh, he talks about audio as well, but he talks about lots more stuff that's broken and about oh, like yeah. PvP mechanics and things, which is kind of interesting. Like I liked his 
I liked his. It's like, you know, in the Venn diagram of like what he's talking about versus what I'm talking about, like he was sort of explaining the reasons as to why people are ratting. And um, it, there's like, there's some overlap. Like he, he, he's not necessarily giving a full, you know, economic, like here's the framework of how I would fix the game. He's kind of like giving more of a, you know, explanation as like right. why the game's like it is and what BSG needs to do and puts more of the onus on BSG, just like fixing things like the audio so that it actually makes sense and works and some stuff about, I think, does he talk a bit about cheating? I, I think maybe he does. But those uh, things yeah, are all sort yeah, of related. But, I think. But he talks a lot more about um, those kind of things, which I didn't really talk about in mine, which is about stamina, audio, weight system, like inertia, mm. aim punch specifically, which is why I kind of wanted to bring it up because it's all wrapped into the same thing. But those issues, you know, it's already a big enough topic. It's hard, it's hard to make a video about everything all at once, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the aim punch thing raised itself like a bit ago now. So like it's a little bit old that topic, but I still think we're we're going to see something about it soon-ish. And we didn't get onto this in a previous one, which is why I'm kind of bringing it up now. And just Trey actually posted on the thirtieth of October, which is like nearly two weeks ago now. Tarkov players send me your worst clips of aim punch and screen blur during fights. Um, and there was yeah, there was like ah, oh, there was just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different clips of people shooting, not being able to see. Um, and as an editor, I'm sure you can attest to this, where it look it feels bad at the time, and you're like, why does this feel so terrible? But when you go through some of these clips frame by frame, it's just absolutely hideous. Like you see some of the frames where you get shot, and your gun is like 45 degrees up in the air, the screen's like twisted to the side, it's completely blurred, and you go you like clip through frame by frame, and it's just like blurred still blurred, still blurred, still blurred, still blurred, and then it goes back to normal, and then you get hit again, and it's blurred again, blurred again. Blurred. So, you, you know, you're only able to see, like, one frame out of, like, seven or something, and that happens for the duration of the fight, and it's just, like, that's what contributes towards the Tarkov fights for 50-50. But I'm sure you've seen that in tons of clips that you've edited. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really bad. <laughs> like, until, like, honestly, until you see it in the editor... I don't think it's like you don't realize how bad it is once you go frame by frame. Because, like, it's like, yeah, it's bad, but like, in the heat of the moment, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get, you don't really, you know what I mean? You're like reacting to it live versus like analyzing it frame by Like, it's just totally different experience. Uh, I'm watching a Desmond clip on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets shot in the. So, I think what happens here, um, you know, he's, shoot, he's shooting Killa, I think, or sorry, uh, Tagilla. And oh no, he doesn't get shot in the head. Okay, he just gets shot in the arm. It looks like, yeah. but it's such a like one frame is a blur. He's still on target. The next frame is like I don't know, dude, forty five degrees to the left, and then the next frame is like an additional yeah, and like point. an additional uh fifteen degrees to the left, and like you can't see down. His scope, you can barely see the red dot on this thing, and it's it's still actually it's still accelerating. Okay, now it's going back to the center. It's swinging. Okay, he paused the video. He just like you, your 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 center of your screen is off by like ah, forty degrees and or like forty five degrees, probably more. But you're still shooting, you know, zero degrees. But your center of the screen is off. It's just like you can't see what you're shooting at. It's blurry. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This is like what it must be like to get tortured. You know, it's <laughs> like you have no idea what's happening. It's just, I, I 
don't know why. <laughs> Listen, all right, I am not operating on too much sleep. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bleep that. Out. <laughs> please don't cancel our ads, please. <laughs> the real take, the real takes today. But uh, yeah, no, like I, I was listening to Jesse talking about it. I can't remember whether it was in the video or whether it was on their cast, and he basically said something which I agreed with, which was that we shouldn't have no aim punch. Yeah, that would be silly. But where it is now is so highly overtuned that it needs to be like dramatically decreased. And I think I probably agree, do agree with that in some ways. There's like I think there's some subtle stuff. It's it's weird actually. So the the one thing that I feel is strange is that it's diff- It is different going through it frame by frame. I think it makes it look a lot worse in frame by frame, partly because like you can actually see exactly what the game is showing you frame by frame. But also be part like I think it looks like doubly worse. So it looks. What one times it looks worse because it you actually see the reality for what it is. Mm-hmm. The other thing it looks worse unjustifiably and not and not really because you're not watching it in real time, if that makes sense. So like in some ways I'm often surprised during a fight that I then watch back how on earth I even figured out like where to shoot at the time right. like on the ones that i do win and but when you watch the clip at full speed it's like it's it's more obvious sometimes at full speed because the human brain's quite good at that kind of thing right like it's you know you, you go from you saw a picture and then and it happens like subconsciously this is the thing like you see a picture and then it blurs but you still kind of know where the guy is and then you see mm-hmm. like the shape moving so you just keep shooting at the shape. Whereas like in the, the if you just if you just gave somebody no context and just gave them one of the stills out of the like aim punch section, right. you probably wouldn't be able to pick out the PMC. But because you've got like contextual information and there's like there's there's movement in the blur, you can still kind of figure it out sort yeah. of. So like it's not necessarily a hundred percent fair. I think it's like fifty percent fair to take it through step by step and be like, wow, look, this is terrible. Because it's part of it is to do with context. So um, I mean, I always find that kind of interesting, but even still, it is a lot. Like I remember that the clip that I had <laughs> just like scrolling through terrible aim punch clips. Um, that terrible one that I had, where I was astounded that I didn't kill the guy, and then I had to go back through it frame by frame, and it was because when I got shot, my actual visual didn't really get punched very much, but my gun did, like twenty degrees yeah. to the left, and I was shooting at a wall behind me. And it was like, you know, if you split the screen into, into half, on the left-hand side, it was like a quarter of the way along between the middle and the edge. That was where my gun was actually shooting. So I was just like firing with the center of the screen at this guy, but my gun's like off to the left, just permanently as I'm getting hit. And, yeah. I, and I didn't kill him. And I was shocked until I watched the clip back. Because I was like, surely, that's... like, is my aim that bad? So that, and that's the thing. It's like, the, the information is so obscured that you don't get a chance to uh what's the word like readjust right there's there's little counterplay yeah it's like you should be punished sure like it should right. make it harder for you to fight back a bit but it's like you don't what's... get any feedback like there's when when the feedback loop is broken mm-hmm. at that point you just lose and it's like there's, there's nothing you do then that's not that's not fun or engaging and i do think one thing that would be kind of interesting i'm like almost tempted to simulate this myself which is to go and have a look at the aim punch effect. Because this is the thing, you have to like look at it, decide how to change it, and then do it at full speed to see what it actually feels like 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like half tempted to simulate it so... Because at the minute, when you look at it frame by frame, it's like blurry, 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 back to normal. And I almost feel like what they could do with, and I'm, it would be interesting to see what this would look like, if you took the same frame, like time, but the blur decreases every frame. So the, the blur is the worst on frame one, and then it you know decreases, 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 and then it's gone at the normal point at which it disappears. Would that dramatically make it feel better? But like you're rather than you just being blurry for six frames, it's like decreasing over those six frames. Like how that would look to the human eye. I'm not actually sure. Um, because you could probably like you could probably like find a clip, simulate it, like see exactly kind of how much blur there is, simulate it, and then change it in the video. Like you could do it in Premiere. You wouldn't even you wouldn't have to do it in like you know, talk of itself. You just record a, a, a clip and then just try and simulate it using you know the um just just using like motion of the of the camera slash like it wouldn't be exactly the same but it would give you an idea at least i'm like half tempted to give it a try and just and just see because you we want to like test bed this kind of thing but we can't really do it within the game unless you're doing like spt modding see what i mean mm-hmm. so um, i'd be intrigued to see like how that felt like different lengths of blur how that would feel like different intensities maybe the first frame is like really intense blur but then it like drops off quite quickly so that you can then see again, you know, you got shot like, cause some, sometimes like one frame is enough, you know, like the human eyes, like is especially like at 60 FPS, which is obviously what a lot of footage is being recorded at. Like right. one or two frames is enough. Like if you're watching a piece of footage back and an M62 tracer comes flying past your head, like you see it, you actually see it. Like the human eyes really good at like catching those, like things that are re- like really different on screen. Like I went back and looked at one the other day and it was literally two frames. It was like line, line, woof, and then gone. And but you can see it so easily when you watch the clip. So like for really fast moving things, the human eye, like you don't, we don't need to see everything. The human eye will like just deal with it. So mm-hmm. we just need to test a load of stuff. And I'm like, I'm half tempted to try that and just do it in the video editor. I was thinking, I've been thinking about it for a while, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'm like much more, uh, convinced that I actually am going to go and do that and just and just see what it would look like, just just to test it or not, yeah, just to test it. But uh, yeah, I th- I feel like I, I think there's still some. I think people are still like there's some. Was this was anybody else talking about Aim Punch? I feel like there's somebody was going to make something about Aim Punch. It comes up every once in a while. <laughs> I wonder if Trey did actually like. Topics. I wonder if he did actually make anything. About about it he might have made a video i don't know i'm not subscribed to him not that really makes a difference these days yeah but i mean i'm mostly a subs sub user oh really i tend not to be now i don't know it i go through phases um so it doesn't look like it yeah want to say um i still want to get someone of a freaking 4090 4080 whatever i forget which one can do mm. the av is it av1 i think it is anyways I you think, can yeah. like record at like 120 frames at like 4k not that you need the 4k but i would just love to see 120 frame 124 frames recording slow down in the 60 frame timeline like i just think that would be so great to see You'd have to do like offline factory co-op to get 124, 120 FPS. I'm assuming we could get that on the machines, but uh, yeah, that would be that. Would love to see what that look like. And the only thing about the, because I think we talked about this idea before, where like the aim, the blur drops down, is like it you know it scales down. 
Is mm. sometimes you get hit multiple times. So like, how would that work? I guess you would just That's reset a question. it. Yeah, which I don't, I don't, I don't know. That that that'd be a question mark for me. But the other thing I noticed that you kind of mentioned is like in some of these clips, dude. Uh, it's weird because some of them the. Like in the Desmond clip, for example, his gun doesn't move. I mean, like, I guess maybe it does. Maybe it does go off target. But because the he got sent so far to the left, I think his gun does move, actually. Huh. Does it move left as well? No, it moved to the opposite direction, right. Mm. And he got shot in his PMC's left arm. It's in the top. So if you look at the icon, it's the mm. right arm. But yeah, so that's his left. Yeah, because the PMC is facing you. Right. The that's what I'm assuming. But so he got shot in his left arm. So his gun went to the right, and his head went to the left. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it doesn't. Really, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But anyways, uh, that doesn't really matter. The the. But and like in some of these, like this one I'm looking at, dude, it is so intense like there's i like this is the problem i find is like okay what's the what's the skill check like what's the what's the game wanting me to do you know like in dark souls it's like okay the boss is doing an animation he's winding up it's like okay i know what i know attack's coming i gotta do something you know i gotta react it's like okay you you failed you, you get punished whatever this is like what's the skill check here you know what was okay don't get shot don't get shot you know it's just I don't, it just doesn't feel good to me because, like, it's an edible. And then, like, when you do get shot, it's like you're punished, but, like, the punishment to me doesn't fit the crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like mm. th- this guy, this guy's gun on this clip literally goes, he's right on target, right? The aim punch kicks in. So his screen gets blurred. His gun moves to the right off center. And then it goes back to the center and then moves off center to the left and he's dead. And it's like, I don't. And I'm watching this in slow motion. That this, you know, play this at normal speed. It's just like you, you can't do anything. Yeah. And it's funny because I watched a Shudderville short just the other day talking about aim punch. And at one point in the short, he just like starts moving his mouse erratically left and right because the aim punch was so bad. Just just to like try to get the kill. Yeah. And. Which he pointed out in the video, and he, the whole video was the short was about aim punch and how much it sucks. And <laughs> what do you know it, dude? In the comments sections, would you guess what people were saying? Hey, good, bro. <laughs> yes. Or like, what do you mean, bro? That's that's the recoil in the game. It's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Shorts. No offense. Actually, I'm take that back. Mm-hmm. All offense given to shorts <laughs> comments, dude. They are some. Anyways, uh, yeah, dude, I I really dislike how it functions because it just feels like it's more coin flippy than it needs to be. Like, I want so one interesting thing is in the dark arts, okay, of Tarkov mm-hmm. SP, they have a there's this graphics one. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Um, 
where he removed the blur for when you get hit. You still have the aim punch. Right. Which is interesting. Now, there, there is some... Uh, what would you call this? Chromatic aberration? Z-blur? I don't know. Uh, you know, like RGB blur going on. Yeah. But it's not like a Gaussian blur being, you know, pasted over <laughs> your screen. Which, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking up a, a playthrough, I gotta wait for a few more mods to update, but anyways, I'm curious to try this out and see how it feels, because, like, now that you have, like, some semblance of, of, you know, more information to work with, you know, it might be, oh, it might, you know, it's probably in a, it's probably a step in the right direction to where it's a little less egregious. You know, I because I don't really know what it, mm. what the right. This it's kind of like a complex thing. It's like a what does what is BSG's vision, okay? And like, is is that good? We'll say, yeah, is <laughs> like one thing. Um, but if, if like, I don't, I, I maybe it's not the right word, but like if their vision is like we yes we want game we want gameplay to be random and uh we want you to have no control over the game then it's like okay well mission accomplished you know what i mean can't really argue that not a game for me but you know again that's just how it is right if that's not the case then yeah it's bad right that's that's kind of my point so like how can we make it to where it's less it kind of lines in better with that that's the tricky part but i i honestly think man this like it really it really just you could just tone down a few things to make it more in line of like other mm. games, because aim punch is in a bunch of games, man. Yeah, Counter Strike has aim punch for, for crying out loud. Yeah, um, exactly. I think it's like yeah. a good mechanic, but where it's at now, it's just like you can't. I you can't convince me you you have any semblance of control. I think that's the thing. It's like you could almost leave it the same for the time being as they've done and just like just change the blur bit because then at least there's a feedback loop. You're like, okay, well, I've been shot. <clears throat> I can see where my gun is now. Yeah. You know, I can at like least like a... try to retain control or something. Like if you... I have a laser on, like I could still see the dot, you know. I just need a bit more information, dude. The, 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 what you get now is like so, as you said, you try to aim for like, the shadowy man that's moving around your screen because it's it's weird why does your gun move and your your camera move it that 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 really i didn't realize that was the case but that really boggles my brain dude and especially that they can move opposite directions right yeah like, oh, your camera moves so to the left do you try and come back to the middle and then the gun goes even further to the right you know if you're doing point shoot at least and like, if you're in ads like your gun can like you know your aim, your actual like holographic or whatever can like swing off so you can't actually see down it and stuff. Like in, yeah, you should get punished for being shot, sure. Like that that makes sense. I think like the funny thing is is that in situations where you're getting hit like repeatedly, you're almost certainly gonna die anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so in those ones it probably actually matters a little bit less. It's just like yeah, it's when you're like right next to somebody and you're both just like trading shots. You're not hitting each other like bam 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 because that Have normally you- means that you just die, but have you ever been in a firefight long range of like a scav or something and he's hitting and you're like with a scope and he's hitting mm-hmm. you and you get the aim punch and you're trying to like one tap him before you, he kills you. But like he's hitting you 
and you just can't it's so i've been in this yeah. situation it's so annoying i hate it yeah i had uh i had that when i all the scavs went up on the roof of the power station the other day where i didn't realize that they could even go up there it was like a scav gang they all ran onto they were up on the roof i got well, shot by one change yeah Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay. No, no. And, like, I shot one up there, and then, like, there was another, and then, like, another one ran up the stairs, and they were all up there, just like, I only had a hollow. So I was, like, trying to kill these guys. It was just, it was dreadful. But I was just getting, just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, just tanking shot after shot with, like, a class five on. It was mad. But, uh, yeah, it is tough. You're like, do I just, like, dip? Like, try and get back in cover or whatever? Do I keep just firing at him and, like, hope I just kill him? Like, surely I'll just kill him. Yeah. That is one other thing I would say, you know, if someone, a certain someone wants to do any type of like testing, <laughs> uh, I want to say if you get shot in your armor and it absorbs it, that you get no aim punch, but you get blur. Like, I don't know. I, I can't say for certain. But I feel like there's different properties depending on mm. certain variables, but I can't even, like, it could be so extensive to where like it's, you know, scales the aim punch scales off the damage of the round and then you know where it yeah. hits if it penetrates it could be that crazy yeah, it's like you know if you're wearing arm armor you get shot in the arm do you get aim punched i don't know but i want to say in general when you get shot you know outside the head you get shot in like the chest like you get i know you get blur and maybe you get a little bit of aim punch i'm not sure honestly because it happens so fast, too. Like, it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it's worth testing. Yeah, but I think it has to absorb for it to, like, not... Because have you ever gotten to, like, fights with, like, a scav or something, and it's, like, you check, and you're like, oh, I got damaged? You know, it's, like, kind of, you kind of, like, surprised that you took damage? Yeah. Because um, I guess you didn't get that, like, feedback loop of the aim punch that we're so mm. accustomed to. Of shit, the shit smeared all over screen. <laughs> yeah, your gazelle is That's like you theory. know sixty three out of sixty five yes, or something. You got yeah. hit by you know TT, you know LRNPC right. or something. But you never like you never felt even noticed. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something good for that. Indeed, indeed. So, moving on. Oh, the last like week and a bit, dude. I've been trying to find vertexes again. It's every wide now. It just becomes <laughs> such a problem. And if you want to go and do Lightkeeper, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I was like, you know, get to 42. We're going to go on and do Lightkeeper. After we've got to Lightkeeper himself, like I've, I've no interest in doing his actual quests. I just want to get to him because he's very useful, or at least he, he was very useful last wipe um, because the end event kind of involved him in some way. If you hadn't got to him, you had to do like two extra makeup quests to do it. Like, yes, it was kind of quick. You still had to do two more things. So I quite like the ability to go to get to him. And also, like, you, you can go over there and loot if you really want to. I don't like doing that because I think it's a bit boring. But you can do that if you want, if you need money. But it's nice to just like, achieve him to, you know, be in Lightkeeper's favor. So I like that as a task. And it's a lot easier than getting Kappa. You have to do pretty much all of the Kappa quests anyway to get to Lightkeeper. So if you want to do Kappa, then like kind of doesn't really matter. You may as well get to Lightkeeper himself. Um, there's like a few things. Like obviously, once you've done like the quests you need to do, then you've got like network provider and like um, kill a bunch of people on Lighthouse and all of, all of this kind of stuff. So there's like there's a load of things to do once you actually get down his like quest line. But it's not that bad. 
And the hardest ones by far are finding the items. And those ones are the, the, the terrible ones. So the one that I got gate kept on last time, and also this time, was uh, Lend Lease number two, which is a peacekeeper task. And you have to get one CFDM radio and two vertexes, which is a lot. Like the CFDM radio is actually like relatively common, like relatively, like they're still sort of high value, but they're yeah. relatively common. Vertexes are really quite rare. Yeah. You don't see them very often. Lots of people just have said like they haven't seen any of this wipe. They've seen like two ladexes, but no vertexes. I think it's down partly to the fact that they only spawn in very specific places. Yeah. So you can find a ladex by going to, you know, woods here or like sometimes they're in, you know, wherever. Um, I got really, really lucky and the first vertex is why I got out of the moonshine scav case. That was the where I found it first. Um like I think last time I said that I played like that was for you know, basically a full day, and I died like five out of six raids. So I wasn't even getting to the loot spots to even like find the stuff, right? This is the worst part. Lighthouse is just a really tough map to play. And so I ended up going on streets, and that was kind of one of the reasons why, um, why I'd got some of the Concordia keys in the first place was because I knew you could get, like, I don't think you can get Vertex on streets. Like maybe you can in Check 15, but that's also really highly contested, so it's difficult. But you can get, like, CFDM radios elsewhere, and I found in one of the apartments in Concordia, I can't remember which one it was, whether it was like apartment 64, 63, or like it was one of those, there was a CFDM radio in there, which was good. Then we found the one vertex from the moonshine. So I had to still find this other vertex. And basically, some people have been like, oh, you know, go to the road camp, like blah, blah, blah. Other people had said, like, maybe play scav. And I was like, you know, what? maybe we should just like start hunting these spots as scav. So I started going, like, I figured out, or I figured that playing daytime scav was there wasn't really much point because people will kind of loot the map and play normally on that if you're playing nighttime scav like the pmcs on nighttime typically aren't like sometimes they do but they're not typically like looting chalet or like that kind of thing really that's not really what their intention is plus also some of the spots are like quite exposed like the ones in the broken boxes in the middle of the street and stuff so like once you know where the things are i figured well if you go nighttime scav most of the pmcs are going to be you know trying to get into the rogue camp because that's it's so much easier to kill the rogues at night most people could be doing that so if i do night scout then maybe this can be less contested loot and it's a couple of runs like here and there and uh yeah like it was actually re- it was really good honestly playing like night scout and running the chalet it was much better than i expected like i found i found like one of the last sims that i needed for samples i found like some vpxs i found like a mule which also needed for, for samples um like it was it was great and then i had one run and i went through and i found a vertex Found a CFDM radio and VPX all in one run on Scav. I was like, man, this is actually insane. I just wow. do Scav night. Like, it's so cool. So, that's kind of like my new, or that's almost my new like mantra for it. I think like I've, I've now found enough radios so that I can do network provider already. Like, I don't even need to go back to Lighthouse. Maybe I need to get, I can't remember if there's something else I need, but I think I've got pretty much everything. It's, yes, it's good. I'm like, wow, this is, this is actually great. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just like the, the looting thing is like so weird. Like people say, oh, you know, I found XYZ thing here. And like every time you're on Lighthouse, people are like, oh, I found my VPX is on reserve. And every time you're on reserve, everyone's like, no, don't go reserve, go Lighthouse. You know, it's like you get like each opposing camp telling you to go to the other place. Um, <laughs> that's the thing about Vertex is they do spawn on reserve too. So you can, you can find them there. It is possible. But I think the number of places that you can find them is just like much less. Like it's, it's doable. You can go into King. They're on the server act. Um, there's some down in D2. But like DT's obviously got its own issues. King is is fine, but there's not that many spawns for them. I found a, a radio last time on, in King. Um, there's uh, people have said like technically you can find them in the dome rooms. It's like three keyed rooms up in the dome. It's like call RB 
I can't remember the names of them even, but there's like the three keys that I bought to go up there. There's like, I just find there's not really ever any loot up there. Um, whereas Lighthouse, on the other hand, has been pretty profitable, to be honest, even though I'm, I'm not that keen on the map. Um, I think like ever since that they put all those claymores up on the big rocks, I've like really just, mm-hmm. that was the one thing that I found fun about Lighthouse. And now it's just really annoying and painful. So I just don't, I just don't really like it anymore. So I was like, fine, we're just like scav main on Lighthouse now at this point. It's like <laughs> crazy. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like Streets is, is a good, it is a good map for loot. It is. It's like high tier loot all over the place. And, I and one thing I don't really know is whether, I mean, this must be true. Different duffel bags on different maps in different places must have different loot pools. They must do. Like one of the CFDM radios I found in Hillside House for example. So I was like, I've never, ever found a radio in duffel bag before. Like, the CFDM radio must just be part of the loot pool for Lighthouse, so anything can spawn in the duffels, and so therefore it spawns in there. You know what I mean? Because, like, on the streets, sometimes you can find, like, a GPU in a duffel. You can, I know you can probably find GPUs in duffels anywhere, but, um, like, I've, I've literally never found a, a CFDM radio anywhere else inside a duffel bag. And, uh, yeah, some of the things like that, it just they just feel, like, a bit more skewed towards those maps in general. So, like, Lighthouse and Streets, there's still those, like, loose loot and general spawns do seem to perform better than on other maps. At least that's my feeling. Yeah. I don't know whether that's your experience prior to, you know, this badge. Um, I would say so. I mean, I can't really think of a good example off the top of my head, anything specific. Mm. Yeah, it's just like I know that I've had a few GPUs in streets bags. And I don't feel I've had duff. I mean, there's just a lot of duffels on streets though as well. So it's like it's yeah, hard to like it's hard detach to these say. things in your own head because you're like, well, I've looped so many duffels on streets. It's like, well, maybe that's just maybe that's why. Um, it wouldn't surprise it, me. I'll say that. Yeah, if that was the case. No, it's, it's strange, but it's it's funny actually. I've gone from like, I think like last week because I like started doing kind of more like looting of items. And you know I'm not a prolific looter, right? I like mm. to, I tend to I just loot incidentally and like I get enough to keep myself going and then I use the hideout to get the rest of the money. And just like factory scav run throughs, which just you know, they net you like hundred K or something while I'm like editing. I went from I think I, I think last week, I think I must have had about twenty three million, I think. Something like that. Like literally one week later, I have like thirty three mil. It's insane. <laughs> I made like I've made like ten mil in a week. Bonkers! It's like way more than I expected, and I think it's just like it's actually going to the high value locations, like picking up stuff. Like I had, I went to, um, I went into the into the center to the car dealership, one mm-hmm. way to the scav on the streets. I was actually more testing like the graphics more than anything else. Yeah. I was like testing just a few things. Like, well, I'll just run to the car dealership, just like see how it performs, blah blah. Went inside the, you know, you know, on the car dealership, there's the the sort of like the the office of the well, it's out it's outside. There's a hole in the wall, right? So it's if you go in. If you're in like the sort of the scab like trailer park kind of like what do you call it, like cargo containers area, there's a building um, with a hot with a hole in the wall and it's like an office building. There's like lots of filing cabinets and stuff. That building used to be okay, but there's like a ton of filing cabinets and it was fine. That's like the loot in there has been like cranked up to eleven. It's it's nuts. And I went in and it was like golden rooster, like silver badges, like it was it was mental. There's like stims in there, like loads of stuff, and no one had looted it at all. It's like some random night raid. Um, so like some of these raids have come up with like tons of cash there's this like intel in the filing cabinets and stuff and just like man that's like 300k on its own and then I had this like ridiculous raid where I was trying to do this lighthouse thing where I was just like oh I'll just go into scav and I'll just every time I'm, I've got it up I'll just go in just check the spawns and then leave just to try and get this vertex that can drive me crazy 
spawn then was over the not this not the like broken sunken village bit but like the normal village section the one with um like hillside house and the uh, the gamers house and that kind of stuff i was like up on the cliff edge i heard somebody but i was like eh, i'm scared i didn't really think much of it run down go to kind of like around the the sort of the road middle section where the fencing is some guy starts like taking shots i'm like with two ai scavs the one ai scav dies i'm just like trying to figure out where this guy is the second ai scav dies i'm like oh man i had like some crappy gun it was like really really bad so i like pinched the 209 the yeah the 209 off of one of the scavs and then just like waited i was just like trying to trying to see this dude the mm-hmm. guy comes like comes down from the hills i can hear him but i can't see him and then his his head just like appears He's like creeping, creep walking. This is like 20 minutes remaining on Lighthouse. Like creep walking between the fencing. And I can just see his like the top of his like blue untie helmet. But like stand up, just like dome him with like one shot. Run around, go and loot the guy. He's got like a fully decked out TX-15, which was kind of cool. But he had like an armor repair kit in his bag and like a bunch of other stuff. I was right next to um, the path of shoreline next, right? So I just left. And I was like, oh man, the gun's like, you know, I'm go- I'll take a few bits and the rest of the gun's worth 150k. They had like some other stuff probably worth like 200,000. And then the armor repair kits were like 750k on the fleet. I was just like, damn, literally just made like a million rubles. It took like four minutes. I was like, I've, I've just been getting like really lucky on loot this week, which is mental. But uh, no, it's been kind of like, yeah, it's been kind of eye-opening. Like I've never had an issue with cash, but I've never ha- gone out of my way to make tons because I'm always so like, time constraint that i'm like trying to do quests more than anything else like make sure i keep myself afloat sure but focusing mainly on on questing more than anything else but like yeah it's, it's mad actually how much money if you focus on looting over everything else like dude it's, it's insane how much money you can make actually it's just bonkers oh dude people are gonna not like me for this but i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it i don't like scabs <laughs> i don't no, like i like playing scav or don't like I don't like the idea of pimping out your scav to fund your PMC. I just, I just don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's like the life. The thing is, the lifeline doesn't ever cut off, so you can just do it, even if you're high level. It's it's worse because it gets better the more you do it. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like it's even like I don't know. The way it's set up too is so weird because, like, let's say you're, let's say you're. You know, you're checking out the wipe, but you already you already know you're not going to play the game. Like, you're not going to go hardcore, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, who cares about your karma in that instance? You know what I mean? Like, you, you kind of, like, incentivize in a way if you're, like, you know, intentionally going to not play the entire wipe, you know? You're just, like, kind of incentivized to throw away your karma for, like, yeah. the here and now, so to speak. And if you're going to play the long haul, well, like you're definitely incentivized to grind it out. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, don't really know. You the good stuff, like labs cars, like all sorts of stuff on your gav. Even like, I don't even have max rep. I'm like 4.7 or something. And I get like tons of good stuff, like gingy keychains constantly on my scav. As I said, labs cars, like stims, like cyclones, like high value items. Like it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, I would rather like. I would just almost rather you, you just get free gear <laughs> instead of like basically liquid rubles, you know, because it's all mm. sellable in the flea market. Yeah, unless it's, it's all funny raid. Yeah, exactly. it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right to me. But like I said, it's probably a very unpopular opinion. 
I know what you mean because it's like too easy, right? Like scav should be a tool for people to learn the game. I'd say learn like... the game or like, and also I'm sorry to cut you. I'm really bad about that today. That's and good. also like, uh, because I think you need some kind of mechanic to come back. Like yeah. you don't want to be in a situation where you have zero rubles and your only option is to hatch a run, mm-hmm. and like it's just that's just not good. So like you need something because it's a, it's an economic there's an economical side of the game so you need some like welfare program you know yeah you need something there in my opinion otherwise you kind of just like locked out playing which is not good you don't want that and be assumed themselves are kind of incentivized to have a you know where uh you know the the game's like challenging but it's also not challenging you know what I mean like there's this kind of weird. Like, they want the game to be accessible, I should say. Um, they don't want to, like, completely lock people out, in a yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of... I don't know. I think, I think like, my position on it is, like, I just don't really care. Mm-hmm. I think that's my, like, the official giga position, I don't really care. I think because a lot of players, like, a, a lot of high-tier players just, like, don't play their scarf. I don't think it influences other people's experience enough to the point at which it matters, I think is what I would say. Like, like, does it make the game easier? Like, yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, if you had to go and loot everything on your actual PMC, then yeah, it'd be like, be way harder. Um. So does it? Does it really matter? It's hard to say. I don't know how you change it so that it would make more sense, or like that it would still be accessible early like the only thing that came to mind was like some kind of like scaling fee to play scav so it's like zero when you're (laughs) up to like you know up to like you know five million rubles or something and then there's like a slowly increasing fee so that when you've got like a lot of stash value that it's like too expensive to bother doing but that just feels kind of bad yeah i don't really know well see this is the thing i don't really have an issue with like as you said like the high like, the good players are not going to have an issue making money, right? It's, like, for me, okay, here's my main issue, is, like, I've, I'm at a point now where rubles are meaningless because I have scav. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, I can literally operate on, like, a thousand rubles. <laughs> you still have to go do it, though, right? Yes, but it's, like, it's always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's... Like, what, what the difference between, like, a million and, like, a thousand rubles... Uh, depending on what's on my stash is like not really that much difference because if I need if I like absolutely need something and I don't have anything to sell I can just go play scav you know what I mean if if there's yeah. like a quest to hand in like five million rubles well that's just a scav quest in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like yeah I could do PFC as well but yeah I don't know it's just that's kind of my pro- problem is like I feel like the the floor is. Oh man, how can I word this in a way? The ceiling's, the ceiling's uncapped on it, and the floor is—I don't know. It's, I mean, it's the time invested in doing it, isn't it? But and the, you got to wait for the cooldown. Like you can't do it infinitely. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel that this is a very much like. I feel this problem maybe is like bigger than this. I think maybe it would be an issue if having a thousand rubles like. 
I just feel that for an experienced player, and I keep like restarting what I'm saying because I'm trying mm-hmm. to word it in the right way. I feel that having a, the difference between a thousand rubles and a million rubles not being very much for an experienced player is the same irrespective of whether scav is like available or not. Because as an experienced player, like as PMC, you can still also probably scrape yourself out the hole. Like, it doesn't really matter. Well, the, the difference is you have to risk something. You have to put something in line. True, but you could risk something just really, really basic. Like it's so it's so but cheap you, to go in and just like be functional. Absolutely, but you're still <laughs> risking something. That's kind of my issue. Is like yeah, but I think the difference is like pretty much it's kind of mood for an experienced player because it's like what you risk is is worth so little, and it's measured also in rubles. That because rubles are so easy to make for an experienced player, that what you risk also doesn't matter. If we say rubles doesn't matter, then the hundred k kit you put together to go and farm rubles also doesn't matter. So it's like it's also negligible. So really, it's like I don't think it matters too much. If if you're um, if it was like harder to make money as PMC, then I think maybe it would make more. Like I, maybe I would care more. But like because it's because it isn't, I'm not sure if it really like matters. Like if you want to play it as Scav, then fine. If you want to play as PMC, you also can do that. Um, I guess the downside also is like you're not leveling your character. Like you're not getting skills and da da da. Like as PMC, you can do tasks as well as loot. Like. But it is, you know, it is, it is undeniably easier as Scav because you spawn in with like 30 minutes to go and like all the PMCs have killed each other. And the worst, I think there's like an unsaid thing here, which is that playing as PMC means that I might have to fight someone off spawn. It's very unlikely as a Scav. <laughs> and also none of the AIs will shoot at me, which also makes certain maps a la Streets and Lighthouse much, much easier. There's certain maps I think that playing PMC is like extra hard because yeah. of the Scavs. Like Lighthouse is very constricted anyway. Like you don't want to run in the road. You don't want to run on the cliffs. Like you've got to run like maybe are you gonna run on the beach like oh you're gonna run through the chalet like you've got to run through a hot spot or an open area no matter what you do whereas a scab and like and you've also then got to like not get shot up by scabs because everyone knows where you are like streets is a bit like that in some ways because it's not as congested but the scabs like everywhere so you just leave a trail of just like one on suka behind you no matter where you go whereas a scab you could just like run around and do whatever you like because like how many pmcs are there by the time you spawn in like two maybe one like i hardly ever see pmcs when i play a scab like it's, I can, I can count on one hand the number of times I've seen players on non-factory as playing scav this wipe. Like I can run around lighthouse, literally like without without a care in the world, as if there are no players there at all, and I have never ever been shot at to yeah, date. It's right. It's like there are so few PMC. Like factory, sometimes I find players, which is the reason why I go there to try and kill them. I did have a really annoying one the other day. I like gunned a PMC down in the corridor down by like the blinking light extract, killed him. Oh, this scab comes around the corner. Like I'm, I'm looting. He like takes one look at me and just like shoots me in the head. Like, I was just like, dude, really? Like he saw that I killed the player <laughs> and like he wanted to play a loot. And he was like, not even that great. And I looked the guy up. I was just like, it's like level forty three. I was just like, what are you doing, man? Like, come on, like, you, like really? You surely got better things to be doing. He was a scav. He was a fellow scav. So I and killed he, this guy with like with surprising. an SKX with like HP. I like legged this guy with HP. I was like so proud of myself. And I was looting the body. And the guy came like down the corridor what looked to me for a minute i like i just started looting i was just like whatever i don't care like i'm not gonna right. engage with her and then he just he shoots me and then starts looting the body and like yeah i looked his pmc up and he's like level 42 or something i was just like it's surprising but maybe but he doesn't really? care like this is the other kind of problem thing is like if you don't care about your scav like let's say it's let's say it's easy for you to make money in your pmc then you're kind of also incentivized to take, take on your scav yeah, because you not you just don't care. Right. Yeah, but I don't. That's really that's really surprising. He he shot you. Maybe he just really wanted that. I don't know. That was I guess kind of so. Mysterious. Really wanted it. Maybe he needed dog tags or something. I don't know. I don't know. 
Not sure. I was a bit like, really? Like, that hasn't happened for a bit. But yeah, on the other maps, I just never see anyone um, when I'm playing a scav. And it's like, it's so easy. I think I t- this was maybe yeah. two weeks ago when I was saying to you, I was like, I've been playing like scav on streets and it's so easy. Like, I hardly play any scav outside of factory anymore. And I either am like running through in like as short a possible time to just like fence the kit because, you know, to get like 0.01 rep was really what I'm doing it for. And it's running in the background. It takes me seven seconds of active gameplay. And then I just press sell all to fence and then I move on with my life. Like it takes me no time. Or I'm hunting PMCs. Like outside of that. And I was like, oh, let's actually go and have a look at streets, like do some locations I don't normally go as PMC. It's like a bit more free as scav. And I was just like, oh my God, I could just go around and just like farm the entire map. It is so easy. No one ever shoots at me. Like it's just, it's, it's so easy playing scav. It's so easy. But I mean, that's quite nice sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I can't deny it's nice having that ability. I just think the abilities too. One one thing that I will say that comp, you know makes makes this compounds it, making it worse in my opinion is the fact that you have scab karma to incentivize people to like you know uh, not kill each other. Basically, like even more amplifies that whole like mm-hmm. no combat. You know, it's going to be yeah. easy. Right, so it's uh, anyways. But my, exactly, my, I got killed by a fellow scav, and I was shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, for like back sure. in the but, day, like, I was like, this, this is the state to play. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like I can't, I can't figure out his logic behind that. You know what I mean? It's like what is possibly worth, and like it, and like he would have to have seen you loot a vertex. For for me to yeah. like be like, okay, that makes sense. I can see why you, you took the carver loss. You know what I mean? But like for some PFC loot, like that's just like any other you can get that any day on the scab, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, it's just I can't like the trade for losing more scav time, having a longer cooldown cooldowns, it's just I can't really wrap my head. But hey, you know, teach their own. But <laughs> I just think irrespective of like skill, I just think the the abilities uh too busted like the the cap the cap on it is just way too high in my opinion yeah the only the only thing i could think of would be you do like found on found it <laughs> found as scav or oh, maybe no. it's like covered in shit you know <laughs> cis <laughs> your scav he had, he had to pull it out from the poop mouth <laughs> but like maybe it's nothing like that where like you could sell on the flea or like maybe you know you could only sell the fence or you could use it i don't like something like where like mm. you still get some something you know just lower the lower the ceiling is kind of what i'm thinking but yeah i mean like i yeah i'm, that's I'm not well aware that really terrible like to, to make scav right. items like not found in raid when you leave not necessarily terrible it would be very unpopular, but it wouldn't necessarily <laughs> be terrible, like as an overall game design choice. Because, yeah, I mean, like, uh, uh, to be honest, like, Scav is super useful for certain things. Like, you have, I don't know the what the loot pool is, is but it's just, it's just crazy. I don't know what the, the spawn chance is for, like, stuff to be on your guy, but, like, completing oh. some things, like samples and stuff, like, yeah. your Scav is a very useful loot pool. You just kind of want, that's partly why I do these factory runs, right? Because you just want to roll your scav over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. Because you get loads of stems and all sorts of stuff, like hideout stuff, like things for Kappa, Kappa items, streamer items, like loads of things, just randomly on your scav. 
Uh, the loot pool's really good. So you want to roll that loot pool as many times as you can. <laughs> Other time it's better than the stuff you can get from the map. It's just like go and grab that, run out to the factory, like seven seconds. Boom, there we go. So yeah, See, that's a bit broken. Last swipe, I played a decent amount of scavenging. I, I don't remember what I got it up to, but, you know, it was maybe like somewhere between one and two. Um, karma that is but I, I don't think I got hardly any stems like if I don't know if I think because I'm pretty sure you get as you go up the tiers you get better and better roles for what you spawn with I think so I'm assuming not only just gear but also what's in your inventory hmm. but I don't know if it's like a numbers game or if it's like a bit of both where you gotta like have higher you know the, it's probably ideally it's a bit of both but anyways uh, alright yeah that's let me move on before I get crucified and burned at the stake. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh, so we've got some. We got yeah, some tell, tell me about some Tarkov killers. Oh, some Tarkov killers. So there's like a, there's a few new games <laughs> that are like in the pipeline that have like yes. started floating around. Uh, the first one, I guess, is kind of like it's a thing. It's like none of these. I just I feel like a lot of them is just like buzzwords. This one's kind of interesting. So this one is called Naquan Last Paradise. Mm-hmm. This is this is the one that's well still a shooter, I suppose. Um where was the one? There was actually a, uh let me find it. There was an article in particular. Here we go. So it, this one is from NME who are writing about it, and they basically said Dave the Diver Studio is working on an Escape from Tarkov-style zombie survival game. This is like the one that I was actually sent by somebody. The Steam description says, Nakwan is a third-person view. So it's, yeah, not, it's not FPS, it's third-person. Zombie apocalypse stealth survival game. Experience a new form of post-apocalyptic life you've never seen before. Explore extraction, survival, and gather resources from the PvPvE city where zombies and survivors coexist to survive in this new societal structure <laughs> now what is in kind of interesting about this in a sort of like weird tangential way is it's made by yeah the the studio that brought dave the diver to you right which is apparently is some like hit game that people are enjoying i've not i've not played it oh. i don't really know anything about it which is uh, mint rocket is the developer oh. and i think they're the only reason why i know about these guys is because they were in the running for like it was like top 10 indie game or something along those lines. And the only reason why I know that is because uh, one peg has been putting them on blast on Twitter because mint rocket, he, as he claims, I mean, I don't know anything else other than this, really. I've just read what he's written is that mint rocket isn't actually an indie dev company. Although it, you, know, it argue, you could argue that it is, or it isn't depending on your viewpoint. Um, but it's actually a wholly owned subsidiary of Nexon. Oh, <laughs> I just clicked on their, on Steam, it'll tell you like developer publisher, and it said Mint Rock, and I clicked on it, and it took me the next song. Exactly. So, like, uh, I believe that they are like an independent like uh, grouping in the way that they run, or whatever. Like, maybe they get bought. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, they might. But have anyway, yeah. So anyway, th those are the people who are making this thing, and it seems kind of interesting. <sighs> the setting makes sense, given that it's actually given that it is Nexon, like backed or whatever. Because it is in the South, the South Korean capital city of Seoul, mm -hmm. which is kind of intriguing. And um, 
it looks a bit more like uh, it's probably a bit more like Last of Us meets like DayZ, I guess. I'm, I'm not really sure how Tarkovy it is. Yeah, I could see that. But there's some there's some interesting stuff. Like, I mean, so it says like as a sort of background, it says like a South Korea has a highly stringent set of regulations regarding gun ownership. Things like revolvers and shotguns are rare, and bullets are, um, are more expensive than the guns themselves. So its dense structure makes it advantageous for humans, allowing them to hide and find new locations for looting. Um, and this is interestingly, the zombies in Last Paradise are actually unkillable, and all players can do is put some distance between themselves and certain death and disable them for a brief moment. Mm. Which is kind of an interesting design choice. Like, yeah, it's it sounds much more like a game of stealth, right? Than necessarily, a, you know, high octane looter shooter. It's, I don't, I, it's definitely not the same kind of thing, mm. but it's got these like survivability elements. Um, you can like barter staff to get like privileges as like a, as a citizen within the the settlement. You have to you can go in and collect resources, um, that kind of stuff. And it's like every day you must decide whether to go out for scouting or stay inside. But you must constantly secure more food to avoid starvation. Make the best choice when an unexpected event occurs. So it sounds kind of cool. Um, they said that they're going to do a pre-alpha later in the year i guess i guess this year like this, uh, this article was from the 28th of september so it's like pretty recent it's like two weeks ago um and they've been developing it for a year so who knows um it's, it's almost it's kind of intriguing though because it's like because it's next yeah, on it does make you wonder because it's like oh well they were making a tarkov <laughs> thing which was dark and dark or like they were thinking about it but they shelved that project like maybe they switched to this I don't really know it's got this like it's got this overshadowing from like the dark True, and darker like lawsuit that. and stuff in the background because it's another Nexon affiliated project that's sort of similar, maybe to EFT. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's hard to know exactly like where the parallels are for that, but uh, yeah, kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, kind I, of I, interesting. I kind of like that uh, design choice where it's like uh, you, you kind of lean him in more to the survival side, where it's not necessarily about like you know defeating the enemy, but rather like just. St- staving them off for long enough for you to survive or, or whatever. It, it, I mean, I'm not uh third person really turns me off, but now now that it's mm. a little less combat-y, you know, maybe I could get behind it, but it, I mean, you know, it might be something. I mean, apparently yeah. Steam says it's similar to Lost Light. It's going my Is this right. game relevant to you? It's similar to Lost Light. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it's, it's probably because it, it's Korean. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> if it's if the sort of the puzzle and the difficulty is around the zombies, then I probably don't mind third person. The thing that I don't like third person for, what really mm. turned me off third person was playing. Um, actually, when I first was playing PUBG, that's the thing that really turned me off because that was the first game that I played that was like properly like multiplayer, was competitive and also had both modes, and you could just like lie behind cover and just like watch yeah, people turning that. up and just get free information. That was the thing that was awful. So like, yeah. as long as it's not like that so much and that it's more about fighting against the zombies because like having an unfair advantage against the ai like i don't care right that, that doesn't matter right so it depends on like the the structure of the game like how it how you interact with other players like whether you're in yeah going to do be able to do exactly that just like stand behind a pillar like just free look around it and then step out and just shotgun somebody that's going to kind of suck yeah so i don't know but maybe it could be okay as another one to watch out for at least actually do i think they did yeah they did a full post about it 
I didn't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I didn't realize. I've, I've seen a link that I hadn't seen before. The core of fun in this game lies in your ability to survive on your own amid the extreme tension of the aggressive zombies and unreliable survivors. Yeah, because it makes me wonder, are they doing like a, you know, hideout-esque thing where you loot stuff and you barter stuff and you gear up and go in? I, if not, it's kind of more like Battle Royale-esque where you go in and, you know, compete yeah. to win. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's really going to be for me. I mean, it's already kind of like not for me territory, but if it's like that, then it's probably definitely not going to be for me. Like, it'll be fun, like, to play one or two games and like, yeah. ah, look at this. Lol. <laughs> the one thing that I thought was kind of cool from the trailer, I mean, it's a, the trailers are hard to, like, you look at the Tarkov trailers, right? It doesn't really tell you what the emergent gameplay is actually going to be like. But one thing that was kind of cool was, you know, they was sort of leaning into some of the stealth aspects where you could throw a rock and, like, distract the zombies and that kind of stuff. Like, that's, yeah. That's kind of fun, like, a bit more immersive. Like, yeah. The zombies are part no, of the like environment that. or whatever, which is kind of cool. So I quite I quite like the idea of that. Um, let's say here. Yeah. yeah, fine. It's kind of more of the same. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Yeah, it's still scheduled for twenty twenty three for the pre alpha. So the other one, which like this is like moving even further away from. Tarkov, and I only saw this because Hesterly retweeted the announcement oh. on Twitter, and what? this was Seekers of Skyvale. Okay. Um, Hesterly's like, let me let me find actually what he said, because he basically was like, you know, I used to be like Path of Exile, like Diablo main, basically. Yeah, so it's the PC gamer, like article, which was Seekers of Skyvale mashes up Diablo with Escape from Tarkov in a PvPvE fantasy extraction RPG that begins alpha testing later this month. And he was like, I could actually get behind this. Diablo slash Path of Exile was my main before Tarkov. Which is kind of interesting. So I had a quick look and like watched the trailer. The trailer is like extraordinary cringe <laughs> on, an, on an extreme level. Well, right? I'm watching like, the gameplay one. Are you watching like the... The non- I mean, that's the way. same one. No, that's Uh-oh. the same one. Yeah, <laughs> the voiceover. Yeah, like you're watching it without any sound. Like, yeah, no sound. I, I wouldn't put the sound on. Okay, you. all right. It's I'll like it's it. it's terrible. It's like you know. Let me just see. It's like conduct epic battles, like level your ability. It's like the worst type of like classic video game trailer voiceover ever. It's it just seems really really bad. Maybe you've got a longer version than me. Actually, I think I only saw the first section, like the teaser. Maybe or maybe not. I'm not sure actually. <laughs> or maybe that is the full one. No, but the, yeah, the, it's not a very good trailer, in my opinion. Right. Um, and it doesn't like saying that it mashes like Diablo with Escape from Tarkov, and then like looking like this. It like that doesn't. Yeah, I feel that's a bit disingenuous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like gameplay of Escape from Tarkov. Uh, okay, so I'm assuming that means extraction. It's like the only thing that... Yeah. Or does like, it mean looting? Like, like loot. Like when someone says that, I normally, I normally think when you die, you lose your stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's like you aspect. go into loot and extract things out of a raid. Right, right. You know, you have an infill and an exfill. That's sort of like kind of. That, that's yeah, of some description. What? Sorry, this character looks like a Dota 2 creep. <laughs> like a giga creep. Do, do you see this? Yeah. This? Yeah. And this is the thing, right? It what? looks it looks like League. Like all things like being serious about this, right? Yeah, like I don't think yeah. it looks like Diablo at all. It looks like League of Legends. Which yeah, no, is this fine in a game like League. League, but 
that kind of like the art style and like the speed of the character and stuff like that's an intentional competitive design choice for MOBAs but for a game that is that's like a sort of I don't know an ARPG like Diablo or whatever like I just don't think that really fits very well apparently it's in the league engine which doesn't surprise me in the slightest that makes so much sense yeah because it it does look like a yeah. That's according to somebody in chat. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that, someone said it in chat. So okay. But uh, yes, it says back in February, it was uh, a new co-op action RPG was teased called Project Sky. Today, it officially released the game. Fair to say, things have changed a little bit. It's now called Seekers of Sky Vale, and is this PvPVE thing blends conventional ARPG mechanics with an unusual mix of influences for games like League and Tarkov. Teams play in groups of three seekers and send them out into a fancy world to go for loot and treasure rather than a linear grind. You can come and go and run as you like in this game. The clock is ticking. You can't just head home whenever you feel like it. There's no town portal mechanics. The only way out is through a set extraction points. And of course, if you die before you escape, then all of your loot is lost. I don't know how okay. specific the wording is that we should see, you know, speak about there. Like, is it just loot? Is it gear? We don't know. The game is originally, uh, initially envisioned as PvPVE Project Skies. Initially intended to be more... Oh, it was initially intended to be more of a conventional ARPG. They saw much greater potential in it when they started playing the playtest. Of course, like all these other people who are like, hold on, we could just make this an extraction ARPG. Right, right. And write that in the thing and get, you know, get better funding for it. I'm sure. More fleshed out version of the mode, some experimentation, they decided an extract mechanic would be a good fit. So, we will see. I mean... If it plays the way it looks, I will not be playing it. I just, I who just knows? Don't know. But it doesn't look good. It doesn't look fun. I don't. I, it doesn't look fun to play. Well, it's just like if you really like League or Dota, like you know, maybe I could. You know, I mean, like don't get me wrong, I like Dota, but like League, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I've played a little bit of it. Yeah, but it's it's just too. You know, it's just not the. It's just not Dota, okay? I, I, I'm a Dota baby, all right? I can't, I can't do the, the loot thing. Um, yeah, I think you only ever really do one or the other. Like, I don't, I haven't, I've met very few people that play both. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things. But, like, it feels like, as you say, it's intentionally trying to hit the league, you know, similarities to where the hope is, like, you can, you know, this will, like, replace that. This will be the new hot thing. I don't, mm. I don't know. I don't really know. It's just, I don't know, man. I just can't. Yeah. The genre is dominated by dark, serious, oftentimes militaristic environments. If you're not a fan of FPS, then there's not many options for you, which is true. We want to combine the high-paced skills of a genre with more tactically orientated MOBA-style combat to create something fresh for players. I just feel like yeah, the, I mean, the, the, thing that, the way that I feel, right, is that like MOBA works because you're playing like it's, it's a competitive PvP game. That's why the MOBA stuff is interesting, right? It's like you... you and they're very punishing. You take... Like and as I said, everything's very deliberate, right? The, the design choices around like player movement and stuff are like very deliberate. So like you you can get out of position so easily. Like people exploit the the mistakes that you make in a mobile, like ex- to the extreme. You put like you would go one foot step too far, and then you get caught by like slows and stuff. You can't get back in time, you know, behind your tower or whatever. Like, is does that really work? Playing like PVE looting, I, I don't know. Like, and that maybe it'll be great. Who knows? Sorry, maybe it'll this be really is good. Solely PVE. No, no, it's PvP, PvPVE, okay. or PvEVP, whatever you want to call it. But, like, there's going to be an E part, and the E part is surely just going to be really dull. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be like farming the jungle, the game. 
I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I, I'm not I sure about know, it. And man. it doesn't. And it doesn't look that like the the fun for mobas comes from that like the full the structure around that game of you know farming the creeps and like avoiding the people and then right. doing the it's thing like the, building up like yeah it's the build up and everything and the, and the way that it, exactly way. whereas like if you just take the like if you just took like laning combat it's not right. like it's not that engaging right. especially like right. yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know especially if yeah you you're mostly fighting against like reap type entities whatever i'm not I'm not, sh- I'm not sure about it like I, i'm very skeptical I i'm willing agree. to give it a try but i'm very skeptical that it would that it would feel fun to play in the same way that a moba does because i just think it's a very different vibe but who knows like uh, who, who knows who knows go for it try it why not maybe it'll be the next best thing no idea Man. yeah it's interesting like it's yeah i do feel like extraction is the new like it's 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 just the new buzzword well, to try and get people interested in these games you know i mean there's it's probably easier to get those projects through like internally too like oh we're making something oh it's a bit different oh we're making an extraction game this time oh okay yeah you try that then maybe it'll work out i mean there is some credence to like developers so i've heard you know uh they'll be you know working on the game a new game hot game will come out they're gamers typically, you know, game game devs, and they'll play it and be like, "Wow, I really like this certain thing or this aspect." And you know, how can we cram this into my current game I'm developing? You know, mm. so like, there's there's, there's credits for like inspiration. Um, I don't, I just, I don't know, man. I just that whole MOBA thing just really throwing me off. But maybe you know, maybe there's potential, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Exactly. The the mo- it looks weird. That was the first thing when I saw it and like heard the overlay. I was just like, this doesn't look anything like yeah. Because I I saw Diablo slash Escape from right, Tarkov, and I was right. just like, why am I just watching like league footage? That, this right, is exactly. Really weird. Yeah. And then like, maybe when it was missold. And then when you try like piece it together in your head, it's just like I can't really see the fun in it. You know what I mean? It's like I, I don't know. I I have no idea. No idea on that one. That one's a wild card for sure. <laughs> that one card. has the potential to be like amazingly good because it's just like the most random new hot thing that's like super innovative mm-hmm. that no one's ever done before. And then it has the potential to just like crash and burn instantly. <laughs> yeah. No, because I was thinking it was funny. It actually got when I saw the article, it got me thinking like, oh, if it looks like D2. Like, would that be sick? Would, like, a Diablo 2 extraction ARPG be, be good? Like, the gameplay of, like, D2 with an extraction overlay? I was like, how would that work? Like, would that actually be good or not? I don't, I don't know. I'm still deciding. But um, I would be more excited about something that looked like that or, like, you know, it's like a Path of Exile-style thing rather than looking like this. I just, like, those games just... And maybe it's, again, it's one of those things where, like, oh, it's the trailer, right? And so it's just the devs, like, messing about or whatever. I feel like those games kind of need to be a bit more... High, high, like the high speed, and make it feel fun. I don't, I don't know. There's many ways they could go about it. So we shall see, I guess. And also, like some of the combat, like people looked very, very spongy. Which again, I don't know. There's, there's something to that. Like Diablo's always been kind of. Sometimes you know, you just get hit by something and you you nearly die and you're like, Ugh. you know, as if everybody's got like way too much HP. Right. And it's like I don't know. 
Mm. Yeah, like can I, I got I got uh, bad vibes from the whole thing so far. Yeah, I I I'm just kind of like bewildered. <laughs> that's 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 my my vibes. I'm just bewildered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other ones. I guess we talked a bit about. Um. Uh, we talked a bit about Road to Vostok last time, didn't we? That he was like porting everything over to the other yeah. game engine, which is kind of interesting. There was something that I didn't get a chance to actually look at like properly. I think there's like some more things. I might maybe I'll have a look at this before we go um before we do the next one, which is the We the People, because I think they've had a few other they've had a few other like not casts or whatever, but there's like some other things that they've they've put up online but I like as I said I haven't had a chance to look at it because I think that's one of the other ones that actually looks kind of good so I'm gonna have to go and see like what they've done I thought I'd saved I thought I'd saved a tab for, for that but I'm not sure maybe maybe I haven't we the people game I'm just gonna have a look because there was something that I saw up oh, actually where I think I've, I've lost this there was there was an article which is with we the people and the AnyBrain AI like anti cheat guys. Oh. That we talked about like ages ago. Right. And there's an article about it that I didn't get a chance to read before. So maybe it's, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe for next time it's going to be worth having a look at that because I think they've maybe done some more stuff. Like I've seen some, um, some props and assets that they've been putting up on, on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, they had like a sort of PDA kind of device thing that they've built. Like they're still investing in. I think that you know the the technology at this point to actually try and like build the game properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they basically were like, look, here's this PDA that we built, but it's the first for us because we've gone from conceptualization through to it actually working in the game in like three days, which is the fastest we've ever been able to like implement something. So they're sort of investing in like the technology to build the game still as well. This is why this thing's so you know, early access or whatever, but. It's one of those interesting ones. So yeah, I'll, I'll check out that before we um, before we come back next time, and we can talk about that. I'll, I'll put it. I'll write it down. Otherwise, we'll forget. Because they they're talking about anti cheat, and it's obviously really important, right? If you're making a new like PvP game, yeah, you got to think about anti cheat foremost first and foremost before you do anything else. It was like the uh, like the guys from Valorant, yeah. as we were talking about last week. So, yeah, we. We shall see. We shall see. Um, so yeah, I guess just to close out here, uh, I... So as you know, <laughs> we don't know hiatus from Tarkov, but recently, Tarkov SP has gotten updated to the... Not the... Well, it was the latest branch until BSG launched a patch. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's it's the new update, so it has yeah. like the streets expansion, the Gabon, all that stuff. And I've been looking for an excuse to play the realism mod again because there was a ton of new stuff added. Mm-hmm. In addition, there's also this other mod that I didn't get a chance to try at the time. But I have my eye on it because I think when I found out about it, it was not being supported. Like it okay. wasn't being kept updated. Um, and then what ended up happening since then is some other modder picked up the pieces that was left behind and just started 
updating it. And that is called, I think it's called Traveler. It used to be called Path to Tarkov. Mm. And what it is, it's an overhaul where it completely changes how the game works. And you basically, it's basically map to map travel in, in Tarkov. And there's a whole like, you know, you, you if you go to, I'm trying to see if I can find the, uh, the, the, the map screenshot. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like. This one's a little bit better, but if you, uh, depending on where you go, it's quite tiny. Let me see if I can blow it up. Of course not. Um, can kind of blow it up, but it's blurry. So if you go to, depending on where you go, it will, like where you extract, it will spit you out to certain locations. So like here, if I'm looking at the map, right? Uh, let's see. So you got, um, Crossroads on Customs, if you take that extract, it will take you to Road to Customs on Shoreline, right? Yeah. And if you take Railroad to Tarkov, which I think he they added uh, Scav they extracts. Like some? Okay. Yeah, into the PMC extracts. Um, so Railroad to Tarkov, you'll go to Railway on Interchange. And yeah, there's different Different stuff. It looks like you start at warehouse on customs, which you have therapists, I think. So okay. like you probably always spawn customs and you can traverse around that way. But essentially, you know, you go you go to the you'll have like one map accessible, like customs, right? You go there and you'll have like a trader in the menu. Those should be therapists. So depending on where you extract, it'll spit you out somewhere else. So like in the case we'll say we took crossroads it now puts us on shoreline so then when we leave the raid on customs we go back to the menu we'll now have the shoreline trader unlocked which i'm assuming is peacekeeper i don't know if i can find it here anyways we'll have some trader unlocked oh no peacekeepers anyways you'll have some trader unlocked and then you'll you'll have shoreline unlocked so then you go back to shoreline and you'll spawn at road to customs and you'll have to go to the other side let's say you go to path to shoreline lighthouse and obviously you'll spawn a lighthouse you have that trader you know it it's pretty cool it's basically kind of like this pseudo open world uh experience um yeah which i'm really excited to play that in combination with realism on a bunch of other mods apparently these two are like pretty realism on and this one's called traveler or, or path to tarkov it's like really popular within the community mm. um I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited because the the realism mod's gotten like, dude. Oh my god, they got. He's got uh, bracing in now, Ooh. where you can like brace your gun on like walls and corners and stuff and like. Wow. <laughs> wizard wizard magic, uh, it's it's really cool. Um, because it it's like it's automated too. You don't have to like do anything. It's just like. It's like intuitive. Mm. Um, he's got bayonets, which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> uh, parallax, where uh, something to do with like how sights in your eyes work. Anyways, new recoil system, which I'm curious. There's like tons of stuff, and then dude, some like dude, these guys are getting insane, Giga Beef, insane with the mods right now. So they've like got like AI overhauls. 
too. Like, there's this one. I'm gonna see if I can find the name of it. Um, I think it's called Sane, and it's it's an acronym for something, S A I N. Uh, but it does. So let's see. It's a full AI combat system replacement. Okay, so let's just read the the feature list. Uh, fully replaced combat long. Logic. AI will run for cover while reloading and using first aid. Uh, new decision system framework. Bots will move outside of their bot zones to investigate gunfire or chase enemies. Uh, there's like customization difficulty options. There's extracts, so the bots will extract. Uh, bots re will react to reloading, healing, pulling out grenades, pulling pins on grenades. So you can bait the AI now, he notes. <laughs> they note. Uh, new cover system. Bots will use objects around them in the real game world rather than preset static points. Uh, do more cover stuff. Personality system. Bots are a sign of a personality influence their decisions and talk behavior. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> there's there's some presets. Giga Chad, Chad, Rat, Coward, Timmy, Normal. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh... Because I guess there's like a decision tree, and now you can like do prints. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's new squad system, blind fire bots will now blind fire over objects, advanced search behavior, uh, these stems, ton tons. I could keep going. There's tons of stuff here, which is just like what, dude? That's crazy. They could do all this stuff. There's another one where he was. They were able to. Do oh man, what was it called? I'm trying to look at it on my. I literally have a folder called mods downloads, and it's probably like 20 mods, maybe more <laughs> that I need to like set up. But uh, yeah. this one had to do with um, again AI, and it was had to do with lighting, and it was pretty smart how he set it up. Where it's, uh, I'm trying to multitask here and find it. Dude, what was it called? Uh, no, no. No, did I not download hmm. it? Oh, wait, no, I remember. I remember it was a. That it's called that's lit. Okay, that's lit. Okay. <laughs> uh because it wasn't a actual release, it was a he hasn't got it updated to the latest one. So he did a preliminary release that's not official, but if you want to do it, it's there. Anyway, so it was a little weird of a download. So this one, that's lit. Uh essentially, okay. What he's trying to solve here is fair, what he calls like unfair gameplay, which is like when those bots shoot you through like grasses and bushes mm -hmm. and like in nighttime and stuff. So, how he's done it is kind of complicated. And I suspect this is not at all remotely possible on online because of the amount mm -hmm. of processing that's being used here. Um, essentially, there's a scene coefficient within the game, and that often determines how bots see you. So, he has, um, implemented lighting into it, the calculations, and I believe what he's done, I'm trying to find the line here, 
Uh, maybe there's a up here. Okay, so okay, the goal of this is to get a bunch of the money to stick around nighttime, not always get noticed, but distance. Yeah. Okay, so there's a meter on the top left. I I want to find the part. Okay, anyways, I'll just. I'll just bullshit. I think I think if I recall, he said something where like he has it where there's a camera actually spectating you. Right. Um, which uses information based off that to inform if the bots can see you or not. And a lot of it's mm -hmm. like chance based as well. But also baked into it, there's a new HUD display on the top left where it's like a meter. Kind of like how Thief, like a very yeah. A very low end version. If any of you played Thief or seen Thief from back in the day, there's like a you know, how visible are you based off on the shadows? It's kind of similar where like left is like you're invisible and right's like you're visible. It's pretty like basic. Um, but it's not to get the job done right. And oh, dude, I just can't wait to play with all these like AI enhancements, gameplay overhauls, just to see like how it plays and what it's like to experience it. Yeah, it'd be I'm good. Like once you've done it, excited. then you could be able to, you should come back and like report on your findings, right? And like see if like are there any issues, like does it feel good or not, whatever. You know, it's like it's it's useful, I think, for people to tinker with this stuff. It's the only kind of test bed that anybody has outside of BSG listening to feedback. It's like it's but sometimes, as we've said before, it's hard to provide feedback when we can't, you know, test five different iterations of the um of the inertia system and fiddle with the numbers ourselves and whatever, you know, it's like, it's difficult to know yeah. if what you're saying, you know, you know how you want it to feel, but sometimes you just need to like go through a few iterations of trying things like that. I think that's one of the biggest criticisms about BSG's testing process is that there's not enough iterations of these things mm -hmm. before they go, you know, they say, Oh, something's come to ETS, come test it. And then they go, Oh, it's come to live. And then everyone hates it. And then they go, we fixed it. And then that's <laughs> it. That's it forever. Right. And it's like, yeah. there's no backseas, like there's no second chance. Uh, there just doesn't, it doesn't get, cycles enough um we need to go through like lots of different tries before we come to something good so that's why I, this is the only reason why i think spt is very useful for the game because it gives that test bed that we don't have anywhere else so i'm intrigued to hear what your conclusions are after you've played yeah i'm looking forward to it playing it um i think it's going to be a lot of fun just essentially waiting on the traveler slash path to tarkov mm -hmm. to get updated and i think it's smooth sailing from there yeah, that and, one's kind uh, of cool. It is cool because people want to implement those rules, but they're annoying to keep track of yourself. It's like nice mm -hmm. for them to be. It's not a simple thing. Do you like you can do it, but it's not necessarily a simple thing for you to keep track of. So yeah, it's just much easier if you've got a module there that's like dealing with it. So you don't have to think about it. Like you want those limits to be enforced upon you, which is which is cool. So yeah, it'd be good. I mean, that's how everyone expects Starcom to be eventually. So see how it feels, you know? Yeah. Um... And like to you know, in BSG's defense, I think they're kind of in a state where they're still in like pre-production, so they're still trying like they're juggling so many things mm -hmm. or wearing a lot of hats. You know, it's like they're trying to test stuff, but also like trying to like develop stuff and also trying to like you know come up with new stuff. How do we get the project done in a reasonable time? Like, there's a lot of tech tech that in yeah. Tarkov, which I'm I think they're like finally reducing that. It seems to be the case. Um, like I think they've cut a bit of that, but it seems like Nikita's 
you know, really pushing that a bit more where he's trying to really cut down on features and cut back on stuff. Like they cut out the yeah. customizable rigs, um, which, you know, I, these, these things happen. And I, I've, I'm really, there's a big secret copium in me that's like, okay, the game will get finished and then they'll fix everything. Right. That's, that's, that's the big copium, which, you know, could, it's not impossible. <laughs> I I'm just feel that they're in the kind of like good enough mode now. They're like, oh, this system is good enough. This system is good enough. We're just like, we can release it like this. Like one thing that does like, just I know we probably should finish pretty soon. Yeah. But um, the only last thing for me that does like make me slight, like concern me slightly, is actually i guess like some of these things uh, i guess it's the i guess it's supposed to be the winter update isn't it and i was like going back to look at the roadmap because i haven't looked at this for a, a while actually mm-hmm. and yes it's supposed to be the winter update but I've, i thought some of these things or at least the recall rework we were supposed to see before like in the middle of the wipe like we were supposed to see some of this on ets and you know, we haven't, see, haven't seen anything as of yet of that um like all this other stuff is coming in december like you know, there's still time, yeah, but like arena, time. arena's coming soon. <laughs> so hopefully, oh, it's just man. there's a lot of there's a lot of there's stuff coming. I, I wouldn't be surprised if things get pushed for the December. I mean, it's it wide, feels right? inevitable. It feels like something's gonna get pushed. There's yeah, just way too rework, much going armor on. customization, vaulting, bipod mounting, the BTR lightkeeper actually being an in raid trader, left shoulder shooting, like the street Unless... stuff. Third expansion Nikita unofficially already said was pushed. Another um, boss? Like, come on. Unless Arena was, like, already 95% finished, you know what I mean? Then maybe I could, like, 95% finish back in, I don't know, midsummer. Then maybe I could see that happening, all that stuff, class, mo- most of that stuff happening, but I feel like where we are now, dude, we're gonna get, we'll be lucky to get, like, Recall rework. I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't even know. Like, we're probably not going to get bipods. I don't know about vaulting. It's kind of a question. It's it's all really up into the air, dude. Yeah. I feel I, like, I feel we like could the get, only... like, armor and vaulting, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The recall one... I feel like after the reception of that, they, I don't know, dude. <laughs> They're like, all right, we'll, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> let's, let's do the other stuff. But, uh, yeah, dude, man, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like Arena's probably the only thing I feel like is a almost guarantee. You know what I mean? Everything else is kind of like, eh. Yeah, we still haven't seen Unity 2021. We know that that was in ETS. But um, we haven't seen that even. That was supposed to come, you know, whenever. But they had issues with that. Where's, where's which, my bottle they, of coffee? Which, which they resolved, <laughs> as per Nikita. They resolved those problems so they could get on working to it. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Now, if we do get everything, hey, hats off, you know? Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, and the thing is, if they push some of this stuff, it's not like I'm going to be mad either. Some well... people maybe will be, but like, <laughs> I, won't, I won't be angry. I, this is the thing for me. I really want to get back into Tarkov, but I need Tarkov to get back into me. You know what I'm saying? I do. 
I need I need something in the game to really excite me, dude. Like mm. the I need a meta change. The only like major meta change we had was like twelve twelve, I think. Because we had like I think we had found and raid previously, but then when twelve twelve yeah. came out there was inertia, there was new recoil, um new map lighthouse with the rogues that was kind of like a new element to it like there's a lot of changes all the ballistics changed like you know damage drop off pen drop oh yeah the ballistic changes like Like, dude it was it was a really fun exciting time now that the dust is kind of settled on that you know i feel like the meta has been pretty stale for a while and i just i really want a new recoil system i really like as much as the armor hit zones scare me, it will be a meta. Sh- it will be a meta shift, and it's like fine. You know, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get, dude. If yeah. it like completely kills the game and the game's dead, hey, it was a good two weeks, baby. That was the <laughs> that was the best meta, dude. The two weeks that killed Tarkov. Everyone's <laughs> running around with slug shotgun shots, one tapping classics armors. Uh, yeah, it's SVT and uh, HP. The new meta. <sighs> You imagine just a boom giving the one tap to the chest <laughs> thorax armpit <laughs> exactly New the thorax say. armpit matter yeah. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be yeah. great yeah. so yeah that's that's i'm i'm for me i really want to get back into this i'm really i really want like recoil would be amazing hit zones I'll take it without the recoil, but you know, ah, oh, dude, I really want something in there. I just want vaulting so badly. Like every That's time true. I play Lighthouse, I, I just really want vaulting. Uh, like yeah. the other maps, I could take it or leave it, but on Lighthouse in particular, I just, I, I just, I hate the geometry of the game on Lighthouse. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. There's so many places where you just can't, you can't move properly. You can't, mm. like, it's just like, oh, I just can't. Like, oh, it's so bad. I was trying to get over like a two foot high fence yesterday and i just like if i was next to it and i was scav so when i was next to it i didn't have enough strength to jump over it when i was on the rock i couldn't get it to jump when i was running because i would run off the rock too soon because i didn't have enough space to like wind up but if i walked i wouldn't go far enough to get over it and i was like i'm actually losing my mind i like tried like five times to get over this like tiny little fence i was like (laughs) like this is so bad oh my god i guess on pmc i'd just be able to like Face sprint at it and press jump and just like clear it, you know. But it was oh my god, it was just yeah, it was driving me completely spare. So I just every time I play lighthouse, I just like I'm just praying for vaulting every time. Like I I never really care about it the rest of the time, but sometimes I'm like oh that'd be cool. But on lighthouse, it's just like absolutely necessary. It's just so many places that it's just really awkward. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd, I'd love that. I think that would be really really good. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Just waiting for updates. Tarkov is like. You know, you're playing this really stressful game, and then like you have like the most, uh, you know, simplest, uh, you know, petty if thing if you will. Like you can't get your foot over the rock, and it's just like making you re and then turn. Like I've had that dude, where it's just like, let me like you're just freaking out. It's like you're mm-hmm. working at like a really intense, stressful job, and it's like you're I don't know something one of your equipment just like won't work or broke or something i you know your boss is yelling at you <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's sad yeah you just want things to go smoothly in that situation i did have a funny moment in one of it was sort of similar although it was it was actually more comedic than anything else which is on the streets like i shoot at this guy mm-hmm. i like 
kind of go like I relocate myself a bit and like stood on the back of a a a truck cab, but like at the back bit where like the trailer would go, but the trailer's not connected. I like reload my RD. And I'm like, hold on, where's my mag gone? I look into my inventory. I've got like two items in two offsetting two by one oh, slots. No. So the 50 rounder dropped. I look down and it's like between the two things of the oh, truck no. like on the ground. And I'm like, no. And the guy's like voiping, like Chad jumping around. He like sprints into my oh. courtyard because I think he didn't think I was in there. Like I got him down with the 30 rounder. And then I'm like, hmm, okay. Gotta like try and get this back. And I spent like five minutes like trying to get into like go to the side like go down to the side like lying down like trying to reach it like no can't get it it's like you know when you drop something down the back of the sofa i uh, like and eventually managed to get myself prone in between the two like <laughs> arms of the truck bed so i'm like a foot lower than i should be through the terrain and then free look down and then yes. grab the item and like yoink it out and you're like yes got it we got the 50 round the back it was oh, it was funny but yeah with the fact we had to kill somebody in the middle so i was looking at it like oh no this guy's coming actually we better deal with him first before <laughs> We fish around for this fifty rounder. Yeah, it's entertaining. But um Oh my god, yeah. The game just provides just those kind of moments. It's like the detail of the map is like it's such a double edged sword, you know. It's like it makes audio more confusing because they want to do it realistically and not like competitively. Mm-hmm. Like stuff the AI stops working half the time because of like glitches with the map. Because the map te- like they're just the mapping is so complicated. Like mm-hmm. there's lots of things that can go wrong, like stuff falls through gaps and you know, I've got people fall through the floor because there's some issue somewhere else. Like, <laughs> oh my word, it's just insane. It's, but, a, uh, it's a complicated yeah. game, in all fairness. It is. It's like to its own detriment sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be what it is without it. True that. Yeah. True that. All right. Well, it's that time where we end the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And we'll see you all next week. Catch you later.